shotglassdigital.com. Well, we could be talking all kinds of geeky stuff, but the sleigh bells mean it's Christmas time. We're going to be having a Christmas party here on your safe place to geek out. This is the Geek Out Loud Podcast. Christmas, everyone. This is Geek Out Loud. I'm Steve Glosson, and this is your safe place to geek out. And we're going to have a good time on this episode because it's Christmas time, and I'm in the Christmas spirit. You know, I, I, I see people who are like, well, I'm just not in the Christmas spirit this year. I'm just really not in the Christmas spirit. Well, that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. You don't have to be in the Christmas spirit, but I am, and I'm just excited to have a good time. This week live at Mixer.com slash Goliverse is kind of Geek Out Loud week, because we did Geek Out Loud last night with Rod and Carissa from the Mixer Zoo crew, Patreon supporters both, and we talked some Dune. Tonight, it's a Geek Out Loud all about Christmas, and then uh, Friday, hopefully Friday, uh, Scott Rifen's going to be stopping by, and we're going to be talking one of the greatest comic book crossover events of all time, one of the greatest events in comic history, Secret Wars. So, looking forward to that, looking forward to just geeking out this week and, and having a good time. And so, and tonight, it's Christmas. You never know what Christmas miracles may take place. You never know what might happen. Uh, I'll go ahead and tell you we've got your letters to Santa um, among some other emails. We're going to talk Christmas movies. We're going to maybe talk some Christmas music. We're going to look ahead to the future and what's coming down the pipe for the Goliverse and uh, Bad Impersonations Theater. I think we did one last year. I think I did a Bad Impersonations Theater at Christmas last year and because I vaguely remember doing something like that. And... um. But regardless, uh, I think it's just going to be a tradition now. I think I think we're going to do uh, a, a bad impersonations theater, Christmas theme theater every Christmas, and even if it never gets done again throughout the year, boom, Christmas time. Christmas time is here. I never really liked that song. It always it seems kind of creepy. And you know what? There's that other song. It's the most wonderful time of the year. That song, at some point in the song, talks about um, telling ghost stories. They're doing Christmas wrong. Um, I, I'm sorry. <laughs> it, it's not. It, that's. It, we're not telling ghost stories. What are you talking about? Listen, let's see if we can get there quickly. Um, 
on this particular in in this particular song because I'm not quite sure where uh, where it is in the song. It's the most wonderful time, everybody, of the year. With drinking, singing, and bailing, and everyone telling you be of good cheer. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Yeah, it's the hap, happiest season of all. With those holiday greetings and gay happy meetings when friends come to call. It's the hap, happiest season of all. Okay, here we go. There'll be parties for hosting, marshmallows for toasting, and caroling out in the snow. Take it, Yoda. There'll be scary ghost stories right there. Scary ghost stories and tales of the glories of Christmas. Who's sitting around on Christmas telling scary ghost stories? Why? Why Why would you? Why? Why? You know, it, it's not. <laughs> it's It's not. They're doing it wrong. They're doing Christmas wrong. There are a lot of people who do Christmas wrong, though. It all starts with like these older folks who are like, I remember when we used to get an orange for Christmas. And we were thankful. Well, you did it wrong. There could have been more than an orange in it for you. Just saying. Now, get your hands off the home keys. Don't be emailing in, you know, Steve, you know what? That's all people could afford back then. I know, it's a joke. Enjoy the joke. Gosh, get off my back. It's Christmas. <laughs> Come on. Come on. So, anyhow. Um, the uh, Yeah, I just never understood that. Tell, there'll be scary ghost stories. I'll tell you something else I never really got with, with Christmas music. Um, it has Christmas songs, Christmas carols, especially like the old sacred hymn Christmas carols have the same problem that the National Anthem has. Everyone only knows the first verse. So you're sitting in church, and you hit that second verse of Joy to the World, and you're like, He rules the world with truth and grace. But it, within those things, man, there's some, there's some pretty cool stuff in those, in those second and third verses of those songs. One, ver- one song that has a second verse... Is the um, is is the classic Jingle Bells, and it's kind of a tragedy. His Jingle Bells. Uh, it's all about a man and his date, Fanny Bride, uh, getting tripped up in the snow. Fanny Bride. Can we talk about the name Fanny for a second? <laughs> yeah, it's just not a name. It's not a name people give their children anymore these days. You may have an Aunt Fanny or a Granny Fanny, but you don't really have a. You don't look at your child and be like, you know what? Let's let's name her Fanny. Let's name her Fanny. I think that'd be, I think that'd be awesome. That'd be great. So, uh, bald-headed Rod texts and he says you should throw a, a Google driving directions link up from Hazelhurst to Hickory. Oh, boom! And you know who that is for? Hickory, Hickory Dickory, North Carolina. Anyhow. Um, so yeah, Fanny, we, you got a granny, Fanny, aunt, Fanny, 
But no one looks at their child nowadays and says, let's name our child Fanny. Let's do that. Hey, I want to, before we get going too much further, I want to say thanks to everyone who has uh, supported us uh, by shopping at Amazon through the link over at geekoutonline.com, geekoutonline.com. If you head there, there's a link on the site uh, where you can go and uh, and use that to shop at Amazon. And when you do that, it helps out uh, all the shows tremendously. So uh, we'd really, really appreciate you doing that. And thank you so much to all of our supporters who support us directly through patreon.com at patreon.com slash geek out loud our featured supporter this episode steve crowder after a tragic accident involving ice falling off a roof crowder had to have many of his body parts and extremities replaced with bionics he is one-fourth of the incredible crowder brothers a team devoted to fighting crime wherever it rears its ugly head featured supporter this episode Steve Crowder. And we appreciate his support, and we appreciate everyone's support who helps us out at patreon.com slash geekoutloud. If you decide this year that that's something you can do, uh, please do so. Coming in January to the exclusive Patreon podcast will be um, Avengers, the commentary for Marvel's Avengers. Looking forward to doing that. It's going to be a good time. I've had a blast going through the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And once we get past Guardians of the Galaxy around May... Then, uh, then we'll go back to some more uh, lesser-known, lesser-appreciated, lesser-thought-of movies. And, it, and, and we'll have a good time. It's, it's been fun, and, um, and I'm having a, having a good time. So, uh, well, it's, it's that time. I asked for letters to Santa. I got like three of them from you guys. No kids. I don't know what happened to all of our child listeners. I don't know what happened to the, uh, to the kids who used to listen. I, I feel like maybe... We've grown up too much, and that makes me sad. But w- without further ado, let's jump into some emails. Hey, give it up for the folks in gray. Some applause for the postal service. Tough enough for the Christmas rush. Always cheerful in the ways they serve us. Snow nor sleet nor frozen feet will cause this gang to fail. Our goal is pure. We're making sure that Santa gets his mail. What kind of post office is this? <laughs> uh, we we took a little diversion uh, on this episode from our usual mail seg segway music. Uh, we used the um, used the song from. Muppets Letters to Santa. So here we go with our first one. This comes from Michael High Nip, and he says, Dear Christopher Kringle. Now, see, the reason I asked you guys to feel free to send in letters to Santa is because I work for him. I know him personally. And um, and I figured I'd bend his ear. I figured I'd help you out and bend his ear a little bit and make sure that things uh, went your way. Uh, he says, I'm a geek. Therefore, I require geeky things. I don't need anything big like a death ray or anything of that nature. My geekdom does not seep into nerddom, so I don't need one of those drone things. What I would like for Christmas is simple. This could get deep. As I've gotten older and I have little nipplets running around the house. You know what, Michael? Hi, nipplets. Let's not call your children nipplets. Um, That's an uncomfortable word to say. All right. Uh, I feel my desire to collect all things Star Wars waning. Where's that waxing? I can't even remember. I'm just asking, Mr. Kringle, 
that you helped me get the collecting bug back. I want to get back into the Hasbro figures in a big way in 2015. So that's it. Sort of simple but serious. I don't want to lose that Star Wars collecting loving feeling. Sincerely, Michael Hi Nip and his niplets. Uh, Nip, I got to tell you, I, I, I'm kind of there with you when it comes to collecting. I've lost the collecting bug a little bit. And it's really Hasbro's fault because it's so hard to find the figures that you want. You know, the, I've not seen any Rebels figures in the wild, especially around here. They never have Star Wars figures in this area, it seems like. Um, I've still got uh, vintage-style Phantom Menace figures swinging on the pegs near my house. So um, <clears throat> it's hard to want to collect when when you can't, you know. Uh, Dominique Arant, International Man of Mystery, chimes in. He says, hello, Steve. Dominique here, International Man of Mystery. That's what I just said. I said, first, I'm sorry about that discussion. I started about Nolan's Batman not being for kids. I know they're watchable. I just think they don't appeal to kids that much, and mostly I find them dark. The best way I could put it is this. Batman's world is depicted as a dark and scary place where people are bad and Batman tries to bring light to it. Marvel's world is depicted as bright and fun, and the Avengers slash heroes are defending it from the dark. That's good. That's a good thing. Now for the Santa's wish list. Number one, a healthy Steve. You, sir, a beacon for geekdom. Thank you. And the Goliverse is our safe place, so we need you. Well, thank you. You know I'm a doctor, and I know you're trying to improve your health. I know that is hard work, and the rewards come too slowly. But I wish for you strength, determination, and patience, and you will achieve your goals. That was me sliding down the guitar just then. This is a final countdown. It's the final countdown. Um, yeah, you know what? Uh, the past few weeks, I've just thrown health to the wind. Um, health in the wind. All my health is dust in the wind. Because it's just been... Uh, it's been crazy. People just give you snacks at Christmas. And... I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings. I'm like, no, thank you. I mean, I'm like, yeah, I'll eat this whole bucket of cookies. That's fine. Thank you. Number two, DC Unlimited and Image Unlimited. The Marvel Unlimited is so great. I wish, I just wish for more comic goodness. Number three, a medic in Star Wars. In the past, medicine in Star Wars was left to droids on Hoth or for hand repairs and for Padme's delivery. It's always robots. I would like to see an Ep7, maybe a field medic or someone with medical abilities for a change. On that note, have some nice holidays, Steve, and may the Force, the Infinity Gems, and the Podcasting Gods be with you. Well, thank you, Dominique. I appreciate all of your kind words, and I want to address the medic thing. If you watch in uh, Revenge of the Sith, it's not a main character doll, and you barely see it, but if you watch in Revenge of the Sith, when the clones are attacking Utapau, just before they turn, just before Order 66, you'll see one clone lean down over another, and he's waving to the medic. He's calling for a medic. So they exist. You know, at least they do in the prequels. So just letting you know that. Just letting you know that. Dylan chimes in, and uh, his letter to Santa is, Dear Santa, this year let's just do an exact repeat of Christmas 83. That was the year you did your best work, at least in my house. Those gifts have long since fallen victim to garage sales, especially important are the Jabba the Hutt and Ewok Village playset. The oversized R2-D2 toy bin is negotiable, but the carded action figures are not. One pointer, please do not cut the card backs to fit the stockings, as this dramatically decreases the toy's value. See, Now, come on, Dylan. Are you collecting because you love to collect, or are you collecting for value? Let's be honest. In a, in a world where 
Uh, well, I was about to say where everything's accessible, but I just got through saying Hasbro doesn't make anything accessible. But really anymore, it's hard. You know, those vintage Star Wars figures aren't really worth that much unless they're on a card. And would you have kept them on the card as a kid? I mean, you just said these things have fallen fallen victim to garage sales, so obviously you let them go. I mean, I mean, look, I'm not trying on Christmas. I'm not trying to call you out, Dylan. I'm not trying to be a jerk. But let's be honest. Here you are saying this dramatically decreases the toy's value. Give Santa some credit. He knows what he's doing. He knew you wanted to play with those figures, not hang them on your wall. Nowadays, Santa knows you want to hang them on your wall. So, you know, be nice to Santa. Come on. Your records are correct regarding my status as a loose collector in general, but let me make that call. You're being a jerk to Santa, Dylan. Gosh. Gosh. If you can't make that happen, he says, some three and three quarter inch Star Wars Rebels figures will suffice. I can only assume your elves have devised a better distribution system than freaking Hasbro has. Indeed, Dylan. The show has been on air for months, and all I can find on the pegs are toys from the Episode 1 3D release, Collecting Dust. Regards, Dylan. Uh, Santa, here's what I think that me and other Star Wars collectors would like to see. Let me, I'm sorry, Santa. Let me get my grammar appropriate there. <clears throat> here's what I think that other collectors and I would like to see for Christmas. Um, just get Hasbro straightened out. <laughs> Send some elves to Hasbro to get them straightened out. Um, Hiram Reed says, Dear Santa, for Christmas this year, I would like peace on Earth for the geek community. Peace from all the movie haters, both sci-fi and superhero. Peace from arguing which is better, Marvel or DC. Peace from technology arguments, Android or Apple. And peace from the console wars, Xbox or PlayStation. Let's put our differences aside and rejoice in our similarities. And that's from Hiram. Uh, sent on his iPhone, by the way, so all you Android users out there can bash him for that. <laughs> um... I don't, you know what, I think that, I, I think that, I, I do, you know, the, the whole reason this podcast was started was because of the haters, because of people who want, I don't like the me mentality of, of trying to be the smartest person in the room and picking everything apart and, and, and just hate watching something, you know, just deciding that you want to watch something because you hate it, it, it rather than just enjoying what you enjoy. But I do think there's room for good, fun debate over the stuff like Marvel, DC. I could care less about Android or Apple. I mean, I've gone Apple because it's just a lot more user-friendly to me. But a lot of my more tech-savvy friends like the Android and the uh, the uh, the I can't think of the word I'm I'm trying to use. The customizability is that a whole the custom of the customizationalness of it. The custom how can I make that word completely long? Customization ability of those. And uh, and that's just too much for me. I don't understand the programming stuff that they do. Xbox or PlayStation, you know, that's one of those things that I step out of and I don't I don't really care. You know? I don't game enough to, to worry about that kind of thing. So um but I'll have fun arguing Marvel and DC. It's a fun thing. Not hate like I don't hate like I don't my whole thing is it's like which one am I preferring? So yeah, let's in other words, dear Santa, I would like the whole geek community to to fall in line with Geek Out Loud. I think that's what he's saying. I think that's what he means. So, there you go. Um what else have we got here? We got a few. Um we will uh we're going back and reading now. Those are our letters to Santa. Oh, yeah, those are the letters to Santa we've got. 
And uh, now we've got a few emails here. This is the most... <laughs> let me let me let me be as amateurish as I possibly can. Those were our letters to Santa. Now let's go to some emails that aren't necessarily letters to Santa, but uh, definitely um, have to do with the show. So we'll get into those now. Our good friend Karun Pandur chimes in and says, "Hey Steve, my life is a special kind of hell right now with seven different exams coming up." which is why I haven't been able to tune in live, but I downloaded your last episode and had to pause midway for just one thing. The Dark Knight trilogy is not kid-friendly. That's news to me. I saw it when I was in seventh grade. I was on a school trip, and we just reached the hotel. HBO was having a Bond marathon, and in the middle of it was this trailer for Batman Begins, and boy, did we love it. Now, seventh grade, 12, 13-ish. That's not... That's not the level of kiddom I'm talking about. Anyhow. Uh, the movie made me love Batman the way only the animated series had before. In fact, I loved it so much, I decided to read the comics, and that's how I got introduced to DC. Plus, your thinking of children today might be a little dated. We live in an age where kids wait for the latest Grand Theft Auto while adults are waiting in line for the latest Pokemon game. Or maybe that's just me. I think that's just you, Karan. And I think that you're, I think that you're, you're taking kid and making it a little bit older than what I'm thinking of when I think of kids. Because in my mind, a seven, eight-year-old isn't waiting for the latest Grand Theft Auto. In fact, I know many parents, and I don't even mean like parents who run in the same conservative circles that I run in. I mean parents who are just friends of mine with kids who, you know, their kids like, hey, I want to check out this Grand Theft Auto, and they're like, and they know enough, they stay informed. It's like, no, not now, you know. Um, uh, he says, but then I watched Arrow. And I loved it even... I'm sorry, let me see. Speaking of those DC, those mid-season finales, though, I freaking love The Flash with the two of them just running around Central City. I amused myself with how Reverse Flash would feel if Barry didn't chase after him through those streets. All that standing on rooftops and running down the building for nothing. And Barry finally broke through the friend zone. <laughs> well, kind of. I'm still not convinced that it's blank. I don't want to spoil it for anyone. Um, but we'll see. Speaking... Uh, but then I watched Arrow, and I loved it even more. The way Matt Nabel, who plays Raz Al Ghul... Looks at Oliver and says, you're just a boy. I love it. He hasn't been challenged in 67 years. Loved it even more. Then they did that thing in the end, which I won't spoil for anyone who hasn't seen it, though it's been though it's been a week that I've got to say it. Lazarus Pit, don't think they could top the crossover, but they did. Uh, if you haven't seen Constantine, I would recommend it. It's surprisingly good. It's like Constantine straight from the pages. They introduced Spectre in an episode. And that was pretty fun. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. had a good mid-season finale, but it was kind of lackluster when you look at the CW shows. I agree. I'm not trying to crap on Marvel here. Season 2 has been such a great improvement, but I'm just not invested in the characters I feel I should be. At this point, they could kill off anyone. It wouldn't affect me much. I agree. What's your take on the new Suicide Squad cast? I don't see the problem. I don't see what the problem is with Will Smith playing Deadshot. People seem to be having such a fit because of Black Deadshot. I don't know that it's that he's black. I think it's that it's Will Smith. I mean, I really think that's more the problem people have because Will, it's, it's hard to imagine Will Smith in that role. Deadshot's got to be kind of cold. He's got to be calculating. And uh, so I don't know. I, I don't care. It's great. I'm, I like Will Smith. I personally think the cast is quite excellent. It goes to show how serious WB is about it. I know the Joker isn't Task Force X material, but he may be the villain in this movie. I mean, the villain that all the other villains are trying to stop. Can't wait to see it. What's your reaction to all this talk about Sony and Marvel trying to get Spidey into Cap 3? Sony's not trying. I believe Marvel was, and Sony's like, well, here's what's got to happen for that. And I don't think it went much further than that. And how do you feel about Marvel messing with their comics to get their movie properties back? We talked about this on the last episode. And 
I don't know. Um, I don't know. I really don't know. It, it seems like a jerk move, and it seems it, it seems counterintuitive because those characters will continue to live on in a cinematic way in perpetuity and not necessarily because... And, and if the comics are gone, that doesn't mean that the heroes, that those movies are going to be gone, those characters aren't viable anymore. And and, and so I think that it, it it's a move that for me, as, as someone who's not a businessman, it doesn't make sense at all. Um, and I just wonder if there's a different reason. I think that the death of Wolverine is all about selling comics, you know, is, is all about what can we do to really shake things up and sell comics. The, the Fantastic Four move may be just to be jerks. I don't know. Um, however, look what he says. He said, I read somewhere that Marvel might try to reboot their universe so that mutants would somehow be the result of inhumans, which would bring them back under their wing. I don't know. See, that's the thing, though. What you've got is not just these mutants. What you've got, are, I believe, is a list of characters that are uh, off-limits for the Marvel Studios to use. You know, um, Magneto and Scarlet Witch are usable because they've been Avengers in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but we've already seen Quick... I'm sorry, not Magneto, Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch. But we saw Quicksilver in uh, Days of Future Past, you know, as a mutant. So it's it's a thing where these... It's all the legalese and stuff, and I'm sure they're trying to do some sneaky things to do this, but I don't think that... Um, I don't. I don't know that it, it will necessarily work. Don't know that. Don't know what that's about, or if they can do such sneaky stuff. I don't think they can. Oh, and Benedict Cumberbatch, or I'm sorry, he says Cucumber Patch. Benedict Cucumber Patch. That's what I like to call him. He says, "Is Doctor Strange big win for Marvel?" I was hoping so bad he would be Martian Manhunter. I think he'll be a good Doctor Strange. I'm not going to apologize for the link of this email because it's the only outlet for my inner geek this month. Exams be the B word. Anyway, keep calm and stay geeky, my friend. Thank you, Karan. Uh, as always, I, I, I guess I want to go back to your Batman thing. Yeah, a 12, 13-year-old kid's going to love Batman Begins. But I'm talking about that 5 to 8 or 9-year-old demographic when I'm talking about kid-friendly. Um, you know, I watch Batman Begins with middle schoolers and high schoolers alike and, I, and you know, perfectly cool with it. But when you, when you start getting much younger than that, that's when I just don't know that it's going to capture the imaginations of, of those younger, those little kids. So... Anyhow, uh, Jonathan chimes in. He says, hey, Steve, just finished listening to episode 111 and how you were talking about The Flash. I was wondering if you watched the mid-season finale episode called The Man in the Yellow Suit. Of course I did. Spoiler alert, I watched it last night and I was like mind blown as to who it was. Also with Ronnie Raymond coming back as Firestorm. Wow, is all I've got to say. If you haven't seen it yet, I won't say who they showed as the character. What is your comment on it if you have? Jonathan, you're going to have to wait until Starkville Labs returns to hear me talk about that. Starkville Labs will be coming back, so be checking it out. Um, Anthony Rotella chimes in. He says, Hello there, Steve. Just want to say I really love your approach to geek culture, viewpoints, fandom, and your podcasting style. I know you've been told countless times by countless listeners, but I just want to make a quick point on my experience with geek culture and podcast. First off, I never really shared my fandom with anyone growing up. My father introduced me to superheroes, Disney, Star Wars, and Star Trek. We watched Ghostbusters thousands of times. He dressed me up as Superman when I was only a few months old, back in 1980 for my first Halloween. You and Derek Russell, Anthony Rotella. So I've been uh, steeped in this culture since before I could even remember. So as I grew up, I never had friends that shared my love for these things. So most of my fandom was shared just between me and my father. And obviously, we always agreed. Then, when the internet came into play, I started reading blog posts about how all my favorite geek things and what I found out there 
was all this hate for things I've always loved. Example, Ghostbusters 2. What, it's terrible? Really? Why? People hated Ewoks? How? The list goes on. My eyes were opened and my childhood was turned upside down. Yes, internet haters, you ruined my childhood. Not Michael Bay. Then when I first found out about podcasts, I started searching for all my favorite things. Marvel, DC, Star Wars, Star Trek. Yeah, I know I should mention Trek. Sorry about that. Well, it's okay. The joke's been ruined. And I was met with the same thing. I found all these podcasts uh, where sound, that, where, that, that were sounding boards for people to complain about movies and criticize things to no end. I'd practically given up until I found your show. Thank you so much for everything you do. I work from home and listen to all your shows, and it's like listening to a friend talk about all my favorite stuff, and I actually enjoy it for what it is. In fact, my wife listens too. She even wrote into Disney Vault Talk, and Teresa read her emails in your Make Mine Music episode. Well, that's awesome. Bringing families together. Okay, enough gushing. This is what I've been longing to tell you. My standpoint on Star Wars prequels. And to hear your opinions and thoughts. I enjoyed the prequels. I think they were on par with the originals. They did a good job of telling a complete story. And like in any story, there are high points and low points. But if you're a fan, you want the whole story. Am I right? That being said, that doesn't mean I don't have my favorite and less favorite episodes. I'm always on the fence between which is my favorite, Return of the Jedi or Revenge of the Sith. I digress. Here's my standing on the prequels and my slight disappointment, if you want to call it that. My favorite Star Wars character was and is Darth Vader. His look... His awesome red lightsaber and the mystery surrounding him always fascinated me. So when I heard we were going to finally going to get his story, I was ecstatic. The problem I had, or should I say that what I wish we would have seen more of in the prequels, was Vader. You know, Darth Vader, black cape, uh, in black, the cape, taking control of everything, striking fear, wielding his red lightsaber, that mechanical breathing, the Imperial March. But we got little to none of that. I feel like they skipped over the part I wanted to see the most, the stuff that now presumably happened between Episode 3 and 4. Maybe we'll get some of that in Rebels. Anyway, my closing remarks of the Star Wars prequels are that I feel they pushed Anakin too much as a hero. I would have liked to have seen him turn to the dark side in Episode 2, then make the suited Darth Vader for all of Episode 3. I'm not sure if you think they were afraid of making the movie about a villain. Do you think this may have been the underlying reason why these movies were not well received? Please share your thoughts and keep up the great work. And thank you for your safe place to geek out. Anthony, you've opened the Star Wars door. Merry Christmas, Steve. <laughs> Um, when it comes to the prequels, you know, obviously I, the story, I feel like George Lucas really wanted to start to show us Anakin as a child and Star Wars is not known for its, uh, distinct leaps in time within the framework of a single film. So you couldn't, you know, because it, 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 that type of narrative would, would have been very jarring as it pertains to the language of Star Wars. And so I feel like George Lucas felt like he couldn't start with just a child Anakin and then leap forward to a, to a more grown up Anakin. Um, what I like is what we got to see in episode one was the innocent child Anakin was this kid who had a genuinely good heart, who wanted to help these off worlders who, who longed for adventure, who, who didn't want to be a slave anymore. And I feel like the misstep, if there is a big misstep in the prequels, may be episode two. I feel like it's the weak link of the of the entire saga. Because what episode two focused on as it pertained to Anakin the most was his love of Padme and and trying to pursue her and, and trying to win her down. I don't think that you necessarily needed to see Anakin turn full on in episode two. I think a lot of people were expecting that. Um, 
I, it might have been interesting to have something a little more underlying and, and, and see even a deeper relationship. It might have been interesting to have, after the death of his mother, somehow that conversation with he and Palpatine from Revenge of the Sith that uh, they had at the opera, to have that conversation between them and Attack of the Clones. And then have the turn happen a little bit earlier in Revenge of the Sith. So that you could have had, honestly, in my mind, the, what I really thought was going to happen was that Act 2 was going to have the big confrontation between Anakin and Obi-Wan. And, and, and this comes down to one line in Return of the Jedi that I thought we were going to see this happen in Act 2 of, of Revenge of the Sith because in Return of the Jedi, Luke, is talking to Vader and he says, I've accepted the truth that you're once Anakin Skywalker, my father. And, and Vader turned to him and says, that name no longer has any meaning for me. And I was really hoping to see if, if I were writing Revenge of the Sith, and, and I wasn't. And, and I'm not saying this makes Revenge of the Sith a bad movie. I want everyone to understand that. But I'm just saying that in my mind, if I, if I had been writing Revenge of the Sith, that fall would have taken place early on Act two would have ended with Anakin and Obi-Wan's fight. Act three would have been Obi-Wan back at the temple trying to sort out some things. Um, and then Vader showing up as Vader. And so we'd have gotten to see Vader in the suit fighting Obi-Wan, maybe taking out a few Jedi. And Obi-Wan just stopping and sensing something and, and saying, Anakin... And, and Vader, as Vader, saying that name no longer has any meaning for me. And overpowering, powering, overpowering, he was totally overpowering, uh, overpowering Obi-Wan to the point that he has to take off and leave. And Vader maybe kind of lets him leave. Because there's that line in Star Wars when they're on the Death Star and he says, you should not have come back. And and maybe I've always read too much into that line, but I always feel like that was Vader saying, I let you go one time. You should not have come back. Maybe it was just like, you were safe. You could have died a happy man. You should not have come back. Um, and so, so I mean, I, on one hand, I agree with you. On the other hand, I, I dig episode three. I dig Revenge of the Sith for what it is. Um, I really do. I think it's some strong storytelling. I like the, the scene... Where Anakin is, where Obi Wan is leaving to go after Grievous, and he and Anakin are having that conversation, and it's the conversation between two friends. It's the conversation between a mentor and his mentee, and and Anakin apologizes for the way he's been acting, and and they both kind of give a "May the Force be with you," and and it's just it's heartbreaking because we know what's happening, you know, we know what's coming, but our characters don't. And it's really just a it's it's a powerful moment. And then of course there on the on the banks of the uh, lava river on Mustafar, man, when he says uh, when when Obi Wan just yells at him, you know, you, you just the grief and all comes up as that one statement: "You were the chosen one. You were supposed to destroy the Sith, not join it. Bring balance to the Force, not leave it in darkness." And and it's just you know. It worked out great to me. I, I'm just what I'm talking about are my were kind of what I thought maybe and and, and half expected to see coming in. So, um, so yeah, that's that's my opinions. I love them and and make no apologies for loving. So, 
Um, Sabrina Ellis chimes in. Lomas Ellis says, Hi, Steve. I was listening to Matthew's email, and I had to stop the show and tell him he's dead wrong about showing movies to kids. I have a four-year-old who loves the Marvel movies. They can get a little creepy for him, but it's easy to tell him the Red Skull and Thanos are just pretend because the tone of the movies is lighter. I would not be able to convince him, a crazy Batman fan, that the Joker is just pretend. The world of those movies is too real. There's no likeness to what DC is putting out. Even if I was okay with the darkness, I still probably wouldn't show the DC stuff to him. Why? It isn't fun. The kid isn't looking for cinematography. They're looking for fun, and he would be bored. Marvel makes superhero movies, while DC makes movies with superheroes, if that makes sense. As far as Matthew saying comics are for everyone, he's right. The Nolan movies aren't. Marvel has figured out how to make superhero movies that everyone can enjoy. DC is looking to make cinematic masterpieces, and the Dark Knight movies are about as close as they can get. I should make something clear. Superman has always been my favorite superhero. He could rule the world. Instead, he chooses to save it. I really enjoy Man of Steel and the Dark Knight movies, but I cannot say they're fun to watch. They're serious, and you have to be in a drama mood to watch them. All right, Steve, I'm going to hop off my soapbox and tug it away until such a time as it's needed again. And that comes from Sabrina. P.S. Since goal is a safe place to geek out, do you have any guilty pleasures? Things that once upon a time, or even now, you'd be shy to admit. As a lifelong loudmouth, I can't say I've ever let anything embarrass me. I like what I like, and if you don't like it, we shouldn't be friends. Tomorrow is another day. And so um, that is uh, from Sabrina. Guilty pleasure. You know, I always felt like uh, Superman Four: The Quest for Peace was one of my guilty pleasures because it's one of those movies that I could always kind of plug in on a Sunday afternoon and, and, and watch and enjoy. Hanson is kind of a guilty pleasure to me. Everyone knows that I have a, have a, have a soft spot in my heart for Hanson. Um there are a lot of things that you know would embarrass me if I admitted, like um, from being from back in the day. Uh, you know, as a kid, but everyone has that kind of stuff. Um, other than that, I can't really think of of anything uh, that I would really consider. There's nothing that I like. Am I embarrassed to admit that I like? There's nothing I'm like. Oh man, I hope you know. I don't really want anyone to know. I, I guess this might be a bit of a, a, a guilty pleasure. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Here we go. Here we go. On your mark, ready, set, let's go. Dance floor pro, I know, you know. I go psycho, rim a new joint hit. Just can't sit, gotta get jiggy with it. That's it, the honey, honey, come ride. <laughs> yeah, that, that might be a guilty pleasure. I'm actually, I'm scrolling down my iTunes now to see if there's anything else in here that might be a bit of a, I don't, I, I wish I could sing. I wish I could rap um, getting jiggy with it, but I don't know um, that I can. Uh, I just know that getting jiggy with it, nah, 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 getting jiggy with it. So yeah, I, 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 I don't. I, I'm not a loud mouth. I, I don't think I'm a loud mouth. I talk a lot. I do a lot of podcasting, but I don't think I'm a loud mouth in the sense that I just shout from the rooftops. Hey everybody, everyone, I like this. Everyone, pay attention to me. I like this. Um, but I'm also never really embarrassed if I like something. It's like, hey, I like this. If you don't like it, that's that's fine. That's fine. That's that's your business. Um, so. Any, I'm, I'm still scrolling through the through the iTunes to answer that question. I don't know. Um, has there ever been anything that you guys have heard me mention on um, 
on the show or anything that that you think, Steve, this should be your guilty pleasure. I I honestly don't know. I I'm I'm not I'm not guilty. 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 Scott Carmichael chimes in and says, Hey Steve, long time emailer or I'm sorry, long time listener, first time emailer. Woo! I've really gotten hooked on the flash. Thinking a lot about the mid-season finale. I want to get your thoughts on a possible development on the series. And that is that Barry's dad was also a Flash. Several things bring me to this hypothesis. First, when Cisco mentioned he thought there might have been two Flashes involved in Barry Allen's mother's death because Barry saw red and yellow streaks. We know Doc, We know that Mnyeh is the yellow Flash. He's, he's also known as uh, the reverse Flash. Second, with Amanda Pays coming back in the scientist role that is studying fast motion like she was in the first series, as well as Mark Hamill coming back to reprise his role as the trickster, maybe the creators are doing something crazy and making this series kind of play off uh, with a continuation of the Last Flash series. Also, the way Henry Allen looked at Barry in the last episode made me think he knows a lot more than he's letting on. Maybe that's why Dr. Wells is so interested in Barry. Maybe I'm just crazy, though. Um... Mm, Scott, again, I'll, I'll point you to Starkville Labs as we get uh, caught up on everything we need to get caught up on over there. I'll say this. I, no, I don't think he is. He has the powers of Barry Allen because had he had that, um, he would have uh, stopped the reverse Flash from killing his wife. The person who is reverse Flash set these events into motion purposefully. Um and and we know that if you know anything about the comics and you know some different things, you know that the Reverse Flash j- j- will jump through time. Um, and it's a good chance that the other person that was there that night was uh, Future Barry trying to stop Reverse Flash. So, you know, it, it gets into some time travel stuff and it's mind-bending. So, there you go. Um, <laughs> in the chat, Carissa says... She thought my guilty pleasure was Chloe. No, ma'am. That is not, there's nothing to feel guilty about loving some Chloe. That's all I'm saying about that. So, um, Anthony Politelli, or politely, if you will, uh, chimes in. He says, long-time listener, but first-time emailer. Woo-hoo! Been a listener of yours going all the way back to your Starkville days with Derek. I'm a huge Superman fan and have been since I was eight or nine. I'm now 30. After watching Superman Returns the other day on TV, I got to thinking, has the Superman mythos ever actually gone through with the Superman being a daddy idea? Not really, no. As far as I can remember, we've gotten close a few times, but due to bad timing, we never got to see the results. Lois and Clark, uh, season four ending with the introduction of a child, Superman Returns, Jason, various incarnations, one shot where Superman has a daughter in the future. I'd love to hear your thoughts on this topic. If you knew anything I didn't about the stories in the past where a child might have existed, if that storyline ever came to fruition... Do you think that child should or should not have superpowers? Take care and happy holidays. I mean, I think it just go. I think it's just natural to assume the child would have some type of superpowers. Derek and uh, his friend Tucker did a great um, uh, outline in in story treatment for a Superman Returns sequel that they actually submitted to Warner Brothers, and we talked about it on one of the uh, the, the shoe episodes. But I really think that, um, or maybe they talked about it. Uh, but I really, you know, the minute you start introducing a kid into the mix that belongs to these people, you're getting tricky, um, because it's great for a little while because you've got some great stories you can tell with that, but eventually 
it, it almost becomes a bit of a drag. It's like when, when, when characters in your favorite TV show suddenly have a child. You know, I, I think of Friends when Rachel had a baby. And, you know, and there were some episodes that had Emma, other episodes that didn't. And you're just like, well, where's the baby while you're just hanging out with your friends right now? What's, what's the deal with your baby? And, um, and, and it becomes that kind of thing where, where suddenly we're just there for, for, uh, you know, we have a kid here and, and other times we don't. So, um, I know there have been incarnations, you, you call them one shots are like Elseworld stories where Superman has a daughter in the future. And, um, and I gotta be honest with you, I don't know that I've ever watched Lois and Clark, the fourth season of Lois and Clark. I, I've only made it through the third season. I need to do that. I need to do that. So, uh, that's our emails. We got one more from the Admiral. I'm going to read because it kind of ties into something I'm going to be doing here, uh, momentarily on the old show, but, uh, real, really quickly. It's Christmas time. I love Christmas time. So, um, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to talk some Christmas time.
Sometimes you just gotta let it breathe, ladies and gentlemen. You just gotta let the old Trans-Siberian Orchestra breathe. Let it breathe. Um, so uh, the Admiral emailed in, Alicia Pettit emailed in, with a link to uh, EW.com. And uh, they had uh, a list of Christmas movies. And she said, uh, not sure if it's been a topic before, but maybe we have a goal snippet on best favorite Christmas movies or a vote on Facebook. Above is the EW Top 20 list. And it is wrong. A Christmas Story is the best Christmas movie. And it leaves out the Mystery Science Theater 3000 Santa Claus versus the Martians. Hope you have a very Merry Christmas. And that's from the Admiral. Here's the list really quickly. Number 20, The Santa Claus. Number 19, Gremlins. Gremlins is a great, great, great Christmas movie. National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation at 18. I feel like that should be higher. Now, the way I always judge these lists is if there's some that should be higher up on the list, if I see something that's not as good, you know, then I feel like, well, that should be there. So I feel like right off the bat, Christmas Vacation should be higher. Uh, number 17, Scrooge, to feel like it should be higher. Die Hard, wonderful Christmas movie. Miracle on 34th Street, White Christmas, number 14. Number 13, The Nightmare Before Christmas. See, you could stick that at number 20 for me. Number 12, Trading Places. Is that the Eddie Murphy, Dan Aykroyd Trading Places? Didn't realize that was a Christmas movie. Number 11, Home Alone. That's a great Christmas movie. Number 10, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Number 9, The Year Without Santa Claus. feel like that should be up not as high as Gremlins. Number eight, The Muppet Christmas Carol. Number seven, Bad Santa. I feel like that shouldn't be on this list. Number six, Love Actually. Never saw it. Number five, How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Number four, Elf. Number three, A Charlie Brown Christmas Story. Number two, A Christmas Story. Number one, It's a Wonderful Life. I think that by and large on a lot of Christmas lists, you're going to find It's a Wonderful Life on there. So um, this is actually from GamesRadar.com. I found this, a similar list. It's the 50 best Christmas movies of all time. And it starts off with number 50, uh, Love Actually, which, again, I've never seen, so I can't comment on. But let's see what's the next one here. Number 49, The Long Kiss Goodnight. Oh, my gosh. Is, I guess that does happen around Christmas movie. Uh, Christmas movie. Christmas time. This movie is crazy. Is is wild. Um <laughs> Anthony Politelli, or politely, is saying, you've never seen Love Actually? Why should I see? I am a dude. I'm not going to watch Love Actually by myself. Come on. Get with it. Um, Go watch. Go watch Love Actually. Um, No, I'm not. I'm talking about The Long Kiss Goodnight, which is a great movie uh, with um, Gina Davis and Samuel L. Jackson. Gina Davis actually plays some kind of um, mind-wiped assassin <clears throat> who's just living in her house, you know, loving her family and everything, and everything kind of goes to pot. Uh, number 48, Eight Women. Never seen it. Can't comment on it. Number 47, How the Grinch Stole Christmas from 2000. Um, they really took a short story and turned it into a two-hour movie, and, and this is one that people love. And, of course, you get that uh, song, Where are you, Christmas? Why can't you succeed? Um, so there you go. I, I loved it. I liked, I liked it. I thought Jim Carrey was great as the Grinch. 
In fact, it may have been one of Jim Carrey's last really great roles. Uh, the makeup in that movie was fantabulous, and, uh, and, and they did a great job of, of putting that story in a live-action form. Number 46 from 1955, We're No Angels. Three, I don't know this one, three escaped convicts, Humphrey Bogart, Aldo Ray, and Peter Ustinov, hide out in a local grocery store only to have a seasonal change of heart about their bad boy behavior. No idea. Uh, number seven, Nativity, 2009. Um, primary school teacher Paul Maddens, Martin Freeman, has to put on the ultimate nativity play when a lie about Hollywood filming the event goes viral. Wow. Um, this kind of reminds me of the greatest Christmas pageant ever. Do you remember that story? That was a book, a, a, a young kid's book, but it was also made into like, they, they did some adaptations of it. The greatest Christmas pageant ever. It was like the, the bad kids ended up being in the, in the Christmas pageant and everyone's like, um, freaking out because they were there. So, uh, I've never seen this note though. Nativity from 2009, uh, go from 1999, a snapshot of what LA's cool kids are getting up on Christmas, getting up to on Christmas Eve. Nope. Doesn't appeal to me. We're still we're still in the highs. We're still at forty three millions from two thousand four. No idea. Uh, the Hudsucker Proxy from nineteen. No idea. A Christmas Tale from two thousand eight. A French family, including I don't know this one. This is the most incredible podcast of all time. Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy two thousand eleven. A George Smiley, uh, played by Gary Oldman, investigates a mole in the circus. His mind keeps returning to tobacco stained memory of a Christmas party where he can replay the events of the main suspects. Hmm. I've never saw it. Uh, Rocky IV. <laughs> Rocky IV is Christmas. Yeah, they do do this at Christmas. They fight the fight. I'll fight the fight. You want me to fight the fight? I'll fight the fight. Yo, Adrian, I mean, I got to do what I, I never asked you to stop being a woman. I'm asking you, please. Please, don't ask me to stop being a man. To beat me, he's going to have to kill me. And, and to do that, he's going to have to look me in the eye. And to do that, he's got to be willing to die himself. Sudden darkness, creeper. Oh, yeah, man, it's Rocky Four. It is a great Christmas movie. I'm going to watch Rocky IV tonight when this is all said and done. Uh, Joya Noel from 2005. The story behind one of the famous legends of World War I is soldiers from opposing trenches agree to a Christmas Day truce to bury their dead and play football. I understand that's a real story, that they that these soldiers just decided to, to call a, a, a truce on Christmas and, uh, and, and no, one, no one fired a shot, but I've never seen that. Uh, Mon Oncle Antoine from 1971, French Canadian teenager, comes of age on Christmas Eve. Never, no idea. While you were sleeping from 1995, my Lanta. I Bill Pullman, Sandra Bullock, and that dude with big eyebrows. Uh, Black Christmas from 1974, never seen it. A Christmas Carol from 2009. Now this is the one that uh, I believe this was. Jim Carrey doing the motion capture. It was that. It's that. Mo it's the same thing as what Polar Express did. Never saw that, but I heard it was pretty good. Die Hard Two. <laughs> How can the same thing happen to the same guy twice? 
Die Hard 2 is a great movie. I was really hoping to, you know, the best laid plans of Mice and Men. This was supposed to be a nice Christmas special with some visitors stopping in and everything. And uh, Eric Schoenweiss was actually supposed to come on to talk Die Hard. We may do a makeup of that later on because people have said that they like me and Eric talking movies. So, um, so maybe later this week we'll get a little bit of Eric on the Geek Out Loud talking some Die Hard. One of the greatest Christmas movies of all time. But Die Hard 2 is Christmas and it is... Is pretty good. Of course, you end up seeing uh, Robert Patrick's butt at one point, which is weird. Uh, not Robert Patrick. Who's the guy who plays the bad guy? Anyhow, you see his butt. Home Alone 2. This is number their number 32 pick at uh, GamesRadar.com. Home Alone 2, Lost in New York. How can the same guy, how can the same stuff happen to the same kid twice? <laughs> uh, definitely not as, as, uh, as good as Home Alone, but still great number 31 they have arthur christmas i never saw arthur christmas i guess that's about his son oh my lanta they have number 30 batman returns listen if this is going to make a christmas movie list at the top 50 it needs to be at 50 batman returns is not revisitable it's really not y'all it's just not that good um i'm sorry i'm sorry batman returns not that great um, Eastern Promises, no idea. Number 28, Life of Brian. You know what? I've never seen Monty Python's Life of Brian. I should. Now, they've got number 27, The Santa Claus, which I don't know that I've seen all of the Santa Claus movies, the, the Santa Claus and the Santa Claus 2 and the Santa Claus 3. That's, um, I know they're good. Uh, you know, I hear they're a phenomenon, but I just, I haven't had a chance to, I haven't taken the chance. Let me say that to uh, to watch them they've got that list at number 27 and at number 26 they've got the shop around the corner now the shop around the corner ladies and gentlemen is a film on which uh you've got mail was based and you've got mail is quite possibly one of the greatest chick flicks of all time tom hanks meg ryan great on screen chemistry it was their second outing together after uh well for third weren't they in joe versus the volcano together anyhow the point is they were hollywood's power couple for a while on screen. This is the shop around the corner from 1940. It's the busiest time of year at a Budapest gift shop. You and I remember Budapest much differently. And tensions are high between co-workers Alfred Kralik, James Stewart, and Claire... That's my James Stewart. (laughs) Why? I don't... don't, I'm going in kind of an old man voice. It's a happy... Merry Christmas, you old savings and loan. Um, and Claire Novak, who plays Margaret Sullivan, little they realize they're also secret pen pals who have fallen in love via pen and paper. And the the reason it's listed as a Christmas movie, they declare their love on Christmas Eve. That's 26. 25, Santa Claus the Movie from 1985. This, I want to say, was, uh, was a Salkind film. It has that feel, man, when you watch it. They used to show this on ABC on Christmas Eve like up until the mid to late 90s. And I never watched it all the way through, but I would just always have it on because I'm like, I never got to see this movie. The big deal is Santa making the loop. So, um, someone says, Steve can make anyone sound like Bane. No, sir. Bane sounds like this. Merry Christmas, everyone. Darth Vader breathing, Darth Vader breathing. Santa Claus the movie is not to be confused with the Santa Claus. This was a... um, this had Dudley Moore in it. <clears throat> so there you go. 
Number twenty, uh, number twenty-four, Eyes Wide Shut, never saw it. Number twenty-three, In Bruges, never saw it. Number twenty-two, The Apartment from nineteen sixty, no idea. Number twenty-one, Brazil from nineteen eighty-five, no idea. These people are like really digging at some stuff. Meet Me in St. Louis, nineteen forty-four, is their number twenty pick. I like, I like the Admirals list better. Number nineteen, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, never seen it. Number 18, Rare Exports, never seen it. Number 17, Scrooge from 1951. Commonly judged to be the definitive straight adaptation of Dickens' A Christmas Carol with Alastair Sims, so good in the role, he reprised in voice form for the 1971 um, animated version. Most Christmassy moment, it says Scrooge orders Bob Cratchit into his office and then confounds him by raising the clerk's salary and then bursts into uncontrollable laughter. Uh, number 16, Fanny and Alexander. Well, there's someone named Fanny. Number 15, Lethal Weapon from 1987. The Christmas season provides a backdrop to the first meeting of soon-to-be and several cop partners, Riggs and Murtaugh. Um, yeah, that's a, I think Lethal Weapon's definitely a Christmas movie. Trading Places from 1983. Again, that was on the EW list from, uh, 1983. Dan Aykroyd, Eddie Murphy. Uh-oh, the Admiral's gonna be upset. Number 13, a Christmas Story. A Christmas Story, for the longest time, I would... <laughs> At least Liam Chat says Fanny Niplets. Uh, for the longest time, um, I w- because TBS used to show it 24 hours, maybe they still do, them or TNT, I would just turn on, and my dad would just be like, why are we watching this? Like He'd get so mad. I'm like, whatever, see ya. Um, number 12, White Christmas. Not the first film to feature Bing Crosby's perennial classic. That would be 1942's Holiday Inn. But this is the better loved today by virtue of being built around the song title. Bing Crosby's I'm Dreaming of a White Christmas. Number 11, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. I think this may be in my top three favorite Christmas movies of all time. I love Christmas Vacation. They've got number 10 is Bad Santa. I don't really like Bad Santa. Number 9, Scrooged. Scrooged may be in my top three Christmas movies of all time. I love Scrooged. I love Bill Murray. I think Bill Murray is just a genius on screen. He's absolutely fantastic in that movie. I watched it last night. I just, I love the movie. I love everything about it. It's a great modern telling of a Christmas carol. And, um, and it's, it's just, uh, he, Bill Murray does a great job of going, you know, going from that funny comedic stuff to just being earnest and sincere and so nice. He's just, he's so charming, so freaking charming. Number eight, 1947's Miracle on on 34th Street. That's when Santa got put on trial. Number seven, Home Alone. How do you not love Home Alone? Home Alone is the first movie I ever remember watching uh, with my parents where my dad was laughing like uncontrollably he loves home alone number six the muppet christmas carol this is one that i've not watched enough number five a nightmare before christmas never seen it don't really have a desire to number four gremlins we gotta do a gremlins episode that's all there is to it a gremlins and a gremlins 2 episode that's all there is to it number three elf now quite frankly and this may surprise you, Elf may be in my top three Christmas films of all time. It may be. And and it just edges out Die Hard, which is number two on this list. And Die Hard is a fantastic movie. 
Number one, of course, as I said, it's a wonderful life. And you'll see this on most Christmas lists. It's a wonderful life. Merry Christmas, you old savings and loan. You know, when I was first introduced to Wonderful Life, was was in the Gremlins. Was in Gremlins. I love Gremlins. And 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 in that movie, his mom, as she's watching, uh, she's as she's making Christmas dinner or whatever she's doing in the kitchen, she's watching the end of It's a Wonderful Life, and she's just smiling. She's happy. If you've not seen Gremlins, you gotta you gotta watch Gremlins. Gremlins is just great. It's eighties goodness. Um, I believe it even opens up with this, with this song here. Everybody, Christmas! And there's someone on the radio. I think they even at some point go to the radio. Um, Chris, stop what you're doing and watch Gremlins. It's not... I saw it as like a third or fourth grader, I think, when I saw it. And it didn't really scare me. I think it's meant to be kind of... It's kind of like comedic scary. Um, and so I would definitely... Um, definitely check it out. Now, Swarm87 in the chat says he's waiting for the Blu-ray double feature. With both movies, I'll tell you this: the the Blu-rays of the films aren't that expensive. Uh, if you head over to geekoutonline.com uh, and use the Amazon link and search for Gremlins, you'll be excited to see that they are there. Um, actually, oh, Swarm! They've got the Goonies, Gremlins, and Gremlins Two: The New Batch triple feature uh, on Blu-ray, nine ninety nine at Amazon.com. Use the use the link over use the Amazon link over at uh, geekoutonline.com. And, uh, and, and grab that. It's totally worth your time. I'm telling you straight up. Gremlins 2 is really good too. I tell you, here's the thing. As we move into the new year, January, we're doing a Gremlins episode. That's all there is to it. We may just do, um, we may just do a steel book. No, there's, it's not a steel book. It's just the 3D. It's just the three Blu-rays. You're, don't be a, don't be a Blu-ray snob swarm. Don't be a Blu-ray snob swarm 87. Um, and, uh, and, and, and go do that there at the, uh, at the site. Goonies, uh, Gremlins, Gremlins 2, the new batch, Blu-ray, three disc, uh, 9.99. It's the 25th anniversary edition of Gremlins that's on there. Uh, not the 25th anniversary edition of, of that. Listen, they get... They get 73 five-star ratings. Let's look at the one-star ratings. I always like to look at the one-star ratings. Uh, Returned, only one movie in box. Great movies, horrible transfers, says one person. I bought this at Walmart Black Friday special. I've only watched Gremlins 2 so far, but the transfer is horrible. Looks like they just ported the DVD version over with zero cleanup. Colors are bland, grain everywhere, sound is terrible, and out of sync at times. Hope Gremlins and Goonies are better. Love all three of these movies, but so far this Blu-ray is in name only. HD, my butt. <laughs> That's from D. Titus from Ohio. <laughs> nice. <laughs> they got a few uh, two-star reviews here. Let's check those out. Um, had never seen any of these movies before, and I enjoyed Goonies, but Gremlins was neither funny nor scary. What? I'd never seen these movies before. This is R. Ewan from New Jersey. 
I'd never seen any of these before, and I enjoyed Goonies and Grim, but Gremlins was neither funny nor scary. The main reason for only two stars is that the packaging was defective. The clips that are supposed to hold the double disc was broken, and there was no piece inside. I have to assume it was done before the CDs were placed in the holder. As a result, the piece with the two discs just rattles around in the case. Uh, the package came great on time, but the set was ripped. The package came on time, the set was ripped up, and the disc was dislodged. Disc bad? This would be great, but at times it doesn't play my Blu-ray player. Gremlins 2 didn't work at all. Uh, that's from 2014, February 2004. Here's a three-star review. Gremlins Missing Beginning. This is a good piece, uh, good price for three classic movies. Blu-ray being one of the entire beginning sequence from Gremlin, where the, where the guy, where the dad buys Gizmo from the old man's shop in Tiny Town is completely missing. What? That's not right. I don't know. I think I've got all these on Blu-ray. I know I've got Goonies on Blu-ray. I was given Goonies on Blu-ray on the 25th anniversary edition Blu-ray uh, by a good friend for my birthday um, by a good friend of the show, um, Rich. So, Merry Christmas. Um, read five-star reviews only. I like to read the bad reviews of stuff. Bad reviews are fun. What's, some, what's something else we can... Merry Christmas, Steve. Let's, um... You know what? Uh... I wonder if there's a bad review of of Chris, a Christmas story just to get Admiral's blood pumping on this thing. <clears throat> Let's see what she says. Ooh, 111 one-star reviews. Uh, um, they're talking about one star. I meant to click all five keys. <laughs> this review says I meant to click all five. Nice, nice. Uh, well, well done, sir. Well done. Um, everything's talking about the transfer, Alicia. I can't find a bad review of the movie because who would review a Christmas story in a bad way? It's such a fun movie. It's very special. It's such a it's a special movie. It's special. Why would anyone? Why would anyone dislike it? It's so special. It's special and nice. And nice and special. 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 <laughs> oh, man. Um, so I don't, I don't know that I agree with those top 50 movies. They had some in there, but I like this top 20 list. In fact, uh, next year I'm going to uh, endeavor to maybe watch down a list like this. This is a good... This is a good 20 days worth of, like, if you start at the 5th and end on Christmas, this is a good 20 days worth of watching. In fact, you could um, combine a couple because the Charlie Brown Christmas is only, like, 30 minutes. So, I mean, you know, you're talking the Santa Claus, Gremlins. This is the back from the Admirals now. Uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, Scrooge, Die Hard, Miracle on 34th Street, White Christmas. I don't know that I want to watch The Nightmare Before Christmas, and I'm going to make a lot of people angry about that. I, it's just not. It doesn't look like my kind of thing. Um, Trading Places is always fun to revisit. Home Alone is always fun to revisit. The Muppet Christmas Carol, always. I need to watch that this year. I hadn't watched it yet this year. It's sitting on my DVD shelf ready for me to pop in and watch. Um, everyone's telling me to watch Love Actually. I doubt I do. Just does not, not. Matt Crowder even said that not to do so. And speaking of Matt Crowder, um, he's in the chat tonight, or he was. And, uh, um, and I thought it would be fun 
because I do like visitors sometimes at Christmas. I like people to come by and see me and, and to talk and, and to spread the Christmas cheer. And uh, so I thought it'd be fun, since he's around, to give a brother a call. What's going on, Matt Crowder? Not much there, Steve. How are you doing? I'm doing good, man. It's good to see you around. Yeah, and and to be to be in all clarity, Steve, um, I said you should watch it. Oh, I'm uh, sorry. Well, never mind. What, what I said was that I actually just watched it by myself last week, and as I am like you, another single guy, mm-hmm. your argument was invalid. Oh, okay. I thought you were saying that don't watch it because I I messed up and watched it. No, 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 no. No, I, I actually watched it last year, too, and I saw it was in my Netflix queue. I'm like, oh, hey, yeah, I'll watch this again. This was a fun movie. Did, so it was fun? You didn't cry? No, Steve, I, I don't cry. Hmm. See, I'm not gonna... Crow, Crowders were born without tear ducts. We don't cry. You know, I got that question in the email about, about guilty pleasures and things that I'm scared of. I, the waterworks start flowing at the end of Scrooged, at the end of Elf. And um, and at the end of Home Alone, man, when that old man next door, like when he when Kevin looks out the window and he sees the guy like greeting his family, oh my gosh, I'm getting choked up just thinking about it now. It's so special. Okay, I'm not a manly man, Crowder. I'm not like you. <laughs> oh, no, it's fine. I, I I I'm not either, Steve. I mean, you are. You're I watch a- chick flicks all the time. All those chick flicks you were talking about, yeah, watch them all Why? by myself. Why? Who else am I gonna watch them with? My well, other than my dogs. I'm just I mean, saying. We- we can Skype it up, Steve. We can watch. We can watch the Notebook together. If I don't. Like. I don't want to. But the thing is, I have no desire. To, now, see, that's where we're different, I guess, is because I'll cry at the drop of a hat. But, um, but you, sir, you you watch chick flicks. So there's your there's yeah. your non manliness. Yeah, I, you know, I own it. Okay, well you that's know. and I'm, and I and it takes a man to do that. This is true. This is true. So now, so now, what's Christmas looking like for you this year? Um, I actually got surprised on Saturday. I wasn't planning on picking Amara up until Thursday afternoon, like I have the last couple of years. But mm-hmm. her mom's like, "No, you can pick her up on Tuesday." I'm like, okay, you're going to get cool. to, you're going to get to spend Christmas Day. Yeah, we actually get to spend Christmas Eve with her. So, oh wow, she's our, she's actually passed out now. She's of course she is. She always is. She can't she can't handle the geek out loud, Crowder. No, she she's she's lightweight, Steve. Yeah, she can't handle it. You can tell her I said that. I will, and then I'll and then I'll tell her that you uh you you said she she can't eat the nuggets. Uh, so. Listen, I'm still waiting on her to show up and throw down, son. Yeah, so that's yeah. all I'm saying about she's, that. She's been training, Steve. Has she? Oh yeah. Well, she better she better chill out on that train. <laughs> yeah, she's got a she's got a three pound bag of nuggets in the freezer that she's wanting to that she's wanting to tear into at a moment's notice. She's like, fry them up. With yeah. Merry I told Christmas. her like, yeah, I got you a three pound bag of chicken nuggets at the grocery store. She's like, Ruh. <laughs> fry. <No. laughs> Let's get them going. Get some, Dad. Get some, Dad. Start making them. I'm like, we're in the car. I can't Let, make them right now. Let's go, Dad. Let's yeah. go, Dad. Is that my Christmas present? <laughs> if you want it to be, I can take everything else back. Nice, nice. Well, no. now, do you, do you get to see any of the family, any of the brothers or anything? No, um, we weren't able to make that work out this year. Um, but we'll probably hop on the Skype on, on Sunday when they go over to Mom and Dad's house to open up presents and everything. Well, that'll be nice. Now, what but, about the uh, Crowder Brothers Super Show? We've we've been we've been talking about it. I'll have to mention it to them again. Mm-hmm. Um, we might do a, a Christmas spectacular. No, because we're all going to be off. That'd so. be fun. 
Yeah, I'm off. It, it's, I'm kind of glad, but at the same time, I'm scared spitless because I'm off uh, all next week. Oh yeah, and uh, and and I need I don't need to lose the hours, but I need yeah, I hear you. I need the break, man. People with their yeah. Christmas parties are crazy around these parts. Yeah, yeah, crazy. I hear you. Crazy. Yeah, I, we see. Last week I was on half days, <clears throat> and then this week Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday I'm working. Um, I have an MRI in the morning on my neck. What in the world? Are you injured? Oh, yeah. Uh, just another bionic addition, Steve. Oh, man. You know? You're the man. You're <laughs> one of my heroes. From, from the waist up, I'm Humpty Dumpty. I'm just falling all apart, but <laughs> I've, got, I've got good knees, ankles, and hips. Ladies. I'm good. Got, he's got good knees, ankles, and hips, ladies. But bionic, bionic shoulders are, you know, bionic back. All I need is an arc reactor, and then I might have a heart. So. Oh, I but, hear you, son. I hear what? You've got a heart. Quit being that way. I know. So now, do you do the thing... Um, because even though I've got family and I'll be spending time with family, I will yeah. actually do a lot of like, well, this it's Christmas. I'll get this for myself. Um, I have done a little bit of that because otherwise the only presents I get, I get one from Amara, which yeah. she won't let me peek at. Oh, nice. Uh, a little jerk. But, um, a little jerk. But, uh, um, but then my, I get stuff from my parents. Um and then that's pretty much what I get. So if I want something else, I've got to get it for myself. Nice, so nice. like last week, since I had half days, I treated myself and I went and saw the Hobbit on oh, yeah. uh, Wednesday. Now, how was that? It was good, but I'll, I'll tell you what I told my brothers. I, I was, I was relieved that there were no Kardashians in it. <laughs> what does that have to do with anything? Why would there be Kardashians? It's, it's a South Park sketch. Okay. Where the the kids, because they're talking about it was a it was a lesson on like how everybody's airbrushed in magazines and stuff like that, and that Kim Kardashian's really a hobbit. And so then Kanye gets on. And he's like, my 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 beautiful Kim Kardashian is not a hobbit. Just because she goes on adventures with her friend Gandalf, who just happens to be a wizard, doesn't make her a hobbit. <laughs> I'm like, really? But it's so funny, and. So I'm sitting there throughout the movie, and I have this this song in my head that that they that they sing as Kanye on the show, and so I told my brothers, I'm like, no Kardashians, but boy, was I singing that song in my head nice. the whole time. But so that's where I make that joke from. But no, I, I went and saw that. Um, what else did I do? I didn't really do much. I normally just pump it all into you know I I I, I put all that focus in on tomorrow. Yeah. Um, because uh, it's more fun that way, and because sure. I get myself myself stuff the rest of the year, okay. you know. Sure. I mean, well, I bought cool. a snowblower if that counts. Okay. Well, no, not really. Yeah. I'm just wondering. I'm just wondering about fun stuff. Now, can you? Are you an earshot of Amara? She's asleep. Do, do you have any idea what Santa's bringing to Amara that you can? Um. Let's see. I mean, I know she's asleep, but I don't know if maybe she's faking sleep. Oh, let me go. Let me go. Let me go. Shut her door real quick. Okay. Right back. All right. Because I'm interested, I like, I, I love talking to parents about what Santa's bringing their kids because that is some of my favorite stuff to do. I, I like helping, um, I like helping, uh, I like helping parents All put right. together Christmas toys. Yes. All right. So she's 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 racked right out. All right. But but the way way we did it when we were kids uh -huh. is there was some stuff from Santa. Right. Right. And there was some stuff from mom and dad. Well, that's so how I've, that's I've, life. I brought that's, that on. 
Man. And, I, and I gotta tell you, what's that? Crowder, that's real life. That's how life works. You right. get your and parents. This, is how, this yeah. is how right, yeah, this is how it works. Um because she still believes in Santa. Mm-hmm. You know. Of course. I'm cool with it. I still believe in Santa. What are you talking about? Still believes. Yes. Gotcha. Who doesn't? I, I saw Santa at the pharmacy the other day. I work for the man. Yeah, see, there you go. But um, but Santa, Santa, you know, she she had a a modest list of fourteen pages. <laughs> um, now, how is Amara ten? It's it's it, it, to be fair, it was wide ruled paper. Yeah, not college ruled. Now, is uh, is Amara ten? Yeah, she's ten. Okay. But um, from Santa, she got a the you know the ships in Guardians of the Galaxy that Rocket was flying. Yes. She got one of those. You mean like with, the, with the with a little mini rocket in it. You mean like the 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 um. <clears throat> are you talking about like the Milano, or are you talking about those little minor ships? Yeah, it was. It's like the Milano, yeah, but okay. it's the one that rocket flew. Okay, cool. I didn't know and they then made she that. Got, yeah, and then they got little figures of Star Lord and uh, what's her name? Gamora. Gamora, and then one with shut your mouth. Um. Rocket, Groot, and then I want to say it's one of, um, uh, maybe it's Ronan in it. What? Where are these? What but kind of figures are these? They're at the PX. I'll, I'll take a picture. I'll show them to you, Steve. I'll what, see if they still got What them. version of figures are they? I don't understand. Uh, they're, it's already wrapped. Otherwise, I'd, t- I'd take no, a picture. No, no, no. It's now. fine. I'm just, I'm just trying to figure out, like. They're they're only like three or four inches tall. Oh my! Oh, the three and three quarter inch. Yes, yeah. I wanted yeah, yeah. to collect those so bad, but I just don't have the money. And oh, they're so good though. Yeah, they're, they're so they're like, cool. They're like six bucks for the whole thingies, but um, but from um, for me, I was able to find the Disney Infinity two point Nice. With and it's the Marvel set. Nice. What she wanted. Um, and then she got the Hulk to go along with that because, <gasps> you know, the Hulk is her favorite. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Hulk's I her didn't favorite. know that. That's awesome. Yeah. I love, listen, I love those three and three quarter inch figures so, because they're Star Wars figure size. Oh, yeah. yeah and, yeah. you know, oh, totally. and, uh, uh, if I ever get back on my feet to where I'm like totally making money, mm-hmm. oh, uh, yeah. like, that I may be talked into being able to collect those things. And just speaking of Star Wars figures, yes. have you seen the Black Series figures, Steve? Yes. So did you did you hear did you hear this? Did you see this? What what are we seeing? What are we hearing? Did you hear that they actually had some mist mistake ones that they accidentally shipped out to Walgreens and stuff like that? No, what they ship out? It's the Boba Fett one that's the, completely unpainted. The six inch. Yeah, it's those Black Series ones. The white prototype. It's just like they they had a batch of them mm-hmm. that didn't get painted, but they got packaged all up and put in the boxes and like totally skipped quality control. Hmm. Right? I don't I don't think that that is I don't think it's a mistake. I think because see the original Boba Fett um, prototype back in the day with the armor and everything was white, and so they put out a white a full white Boba Fett with a lot of stuff before. Well, it's, it's called his prototype I mean, armor. They're, they're still they're selling for like 65 70 bucks on eBay yeah well because it's an exclusive and, yeah and my, my brother got two of them mm. from at, from Walgreens for at Walgreens price. okay but because he just he just kind of stumbled upon them yeah it's, it's I mean those are thirty dollar figures normally oh anyway, yeah. those yeah. six inch they're figures. like 20 30 bucks yeah I'm looking at one right now on dorksidetoys.com um 
and uh, it's thirty bucks there. Yeah, but um, but no, I mean Amara didn't ask for a whole lot, but yeah. she got the Disney Infinity 2.0. Then my mom and dad got her the Guardians of the Galaxy's playset. What Guardians of the, the Galaxy playset? Hold on for for Disney Infinity 2.0. Oh, okay. I thought I was like my Lanta. What? A, no, no. Uh, what world are we? What magical world are we living in? Yeah. <laughs> Um, but but they got her that, and then the the rocket and the Groot to go with it. Okay. Um, but uh, I mean, she got some other stuff. She got a she got a Tardis cardigan. Oh, nice. Um, it's a little nice, cute little sweater with the British flag on it, and then on the back it has a Tardis, uh, the Tenth Doctor's little dress thing, and so a few things that she she really was digging and looking forward to, nice. and then simple stuff like Play-Doh. Oh, cool. She likes she likes playing with Play-Doh. Nice. So well, that's sweet. You know, that's easy. You know, and it's fifty cents a jar, so yeah. I, I can get her a few colors. That's nice. But no, Man. you know, it's it's it'll be it's, it'll be good, and you know, it'll be kind of fun to be able to go to bed tomorrow night and have her here, and then you know, get everything all set up, and then when she wakes up, it's all set. Other as opposed to like last Christmas, where it was like, and the Christmas before last, where I'm. I'm awake at like eight o'clock in the morning, and I'm just waiting around for the phone call of when I can go pick her up. Right, right. So let me fun. let me tell you what you've got me going on right now is I'm looking for these Marvel Universe figures, those three and three quarter, yeah, figures, and uh, I wish I'd have gotten into collecting those. They they are so cool looking, dear Santa. Marvel three and three quarter. Um, Rich says he keeps missing most of gold. You're not missing. Listen, Rich, this is the Christmas version, man. I'm I've got the uh, I got the Kool Aid flowing. There's no telling where we're going to take this thing tonight. So you know it's it's ten it's it's ten o'clock here. It's seven o'clock where Rich is. We're good to go, man. Oh yeah. So, but um, um I will I'll keep an eye out up for those. Okay, because if I remember correctly, somebody's got a birthday coming up in February. Who's got a birthday in February? Don't you have a birthday in February? My birthday's in January. Yeah. Late January. That's yeah, right. January twenty fifth. That's right. Royal Late Rumble. January, Royal February. Rumble Day. Royal Rumble ah. Day. Ah. Okay, so now Swarm, I believe it's Swarm, put the, yeah, Swarm 87 put the uh, Toy Fair 2014 Hasbro Guardians picture. That rocket looks awesome. They all look great. See, they, these ones that I got her. Gamora looks cool. Groot oh, yeah, here we go. looks amazing. Here's the, here's one of them that I got. I mean, these ones are, these ones are just the, the little, yeah, little ones, but I, I've got, found them on the Marvel. Side, and gonna... she loved she loved some guardians, didn't she? Oh gosh! Steve. Oh my gosh! That Milano starship looks amazing. Nova Star Blaster, Galactic Battlers. Gee whiz! This is amazing. This but, is um, good stuff. Let's see if I can find the. Let's put that in the chat. Okay, I'm looking at it here now. Yeah, they're just little simple ones. Oh you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what I'm looking at here. Is this uh, Guardians yeah. of the Galaxy? Oh wow. Dude, I'm telling you, to be a kid these days. Oh, I know. They've got so many cool. I mean, I w we grew up in the days of Super Friends. Yes. You know, you know yes. what I'm saying? Yes. And I had all the Super. I had like four Supermans and like three Batmans because, yes. you know, we'd always lose one. Well, yeah. they had those cool. Kenner put out those cool Superpowers toys back in the day. Yep. Remember yep. that? What? Now, let me ask you this since it's Christmas time. Was there something that you always asked for from Santa that you never really got? Honestly, I can't remember, Steve. It seemed like I always got good stuff, yeah. so I, I was never really disappointed. Now, how old? How old are you? I'm thirty six. 
Okay, so you're just a year younger than me. So we're we're yeah. we're right in the same age range here. Yeah. So you remember those superpowers toys and and do you remember that they actually Marvel did Secret Wars toys where they came with like all the they were Marvel figures but they came with shields. And it was a weird thing. Like I'm not I wasn't into them. I I didn't buy any superhero toys back in the day. I was Star Wars, Transformers, He-Man, oh. GI Joe in that order. Transformers were were it. Oh and gosh. I remember let's, there was one Christmas, Matt my brother Crowder, Steven. Let's just talk toys for a minute. Okay. okay. I could talk toys all day long. Yes. I, but although now, Steve, when, now that we're 36, they're considered collectibles. Collectibles. And, and, and action figures. Yeah. Not, not toys. I love Transformers, dude. Now what? Oh, Transformers were the best. Now you Transformers were, back, in the, back in the day mm-hmm. were oh my awesome. Because yes. you had to actually like think about how these things transformed. To get them back right. Nowadays, it's like two little pieces and you're done. No, you now see, I disagree because some of the stuff I've seen, they have like levels of transformers. Yeah, that's true. And Mylanta, it is it is ridiculous. Some of the, the like the higher levels of transformers. Oh yeah. Now you were about to tell a story though before I interrupted you. Yeah, it's probably eighty seven yeah. or eighty eight. Mm-hmm. I remember my brother Stephen. What he really wanted for Christmas was Optimus Prime. Right, the the new the, like the that trailer would, that would have been the new Optimus Prime, wouldn't it? The the what they called the Power Master Optimus Prime with like the the trailer that came, actually turned into like a base. Yes. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. See, the, the, so he straight up wanted Optimus Prime. Right. Right. So that Christmas we went to our grandma and grandpa's house in North Carolina. When mm-hmm. we we lived in California, we went over there for Christmas. Right. Guess who got Optimus Prime for Christmas? You did. I did. Nice. <laughs> nice. Because they, they mixed it up. He was so butthurt for <laughs> oh, so long man. about that. Man. Now, I had I got that Optimus. I actually put him on layaway at our Walmart and bought him myself with like money that I made mowing the grass. Because he's like a $30 toy back in the day. Oh, yeah. And, oh, yeah. Um, and so, do you remember the first Transformer you ever got? I want to say it was Bumblebee. Really? So just yeah, what? I want to. I remember I had the the one that was the microscope. Uh, Perceptor was his name. Uh, yeah, I had that one. I had, I had the radio and that had the that yeah, the was, little cassette tapes. Okay, the, the sound sound wave. Sound wave. Yeah, sound wave was the blue. He was the Decepticon. Yeah, and with, the, with the little tapes of the wolf. Yeah, that, and the well, the wolf is actually a buzzer. panther. I think that's um that's Ravage and Laserbeak. Yep, yep. I had those. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think the first one I ever got was was Bumblebee. Nice. I had the 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 for those for the uninitiated, the um he was a he was a yellow Volkswagen Bug back in the day. Right. The first Transformer I ever got was Megatron. Wow. Yeah. Nice. And I had a we used to play War, and and I know this sounds silly to you now as an Army man. Um, but as kids, we used to play war in the yard. You know, we'd pick teams. Oh, I, used to, was, I used to do that. <clears throat> we'd pick teams, and we'd be on each other's sides and that sort of thing. And uh, and and we'd pick our weapons. You know, and a lot of times we would use like the Han Solo blaster. Oh yeah. We would use. You know, no one ever used just a stick or their hand. No. And my friend wanted to use Megatron, so I'm like, yeah, yeah, you can use Megatron. Well, he jumped down out of our climbing tree with Megatron in his pocket, and he broke Megatron. Oh no. Yeah. It was sad, sad day, yeah. sad day. I actually got Galvatron. Oh, I, I really? Thinking about it. Yeah, I actually got Galvatron because I remember it because it had the 
the orange barrel to the gun? Yes. Yeah. Um, I remember I had that one. Yes. He was, uh, and he was kind of round. He was almost a cannon more than a gun. Yeah. He, yep. um, <clears throat> Galvatron, um, I never got. Uh, Transformers were so much more expensive. Oh, yeah. Than, than anything else that I collected. And, um, and so, you know, they were kind of few and far between with what I would get. But the, the kids that lived behind me, it's like they got everything. They had Metroplex and Trypticon and they had uh-huh. Dinobots. And, Everybody's got that rich neighbor. Yes. And they didn't take care of it. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, you're losing all the pieces. Yep. And it was just, it bummed me out so much, man. But the only Transformer I have nowadays is I've got the 25th anniversary Optimus Prime. I got it for Christmas a few years back. And yeah. he's actually, he's all die-cast metal, and he's done up to look just like the cartoon version of Optimus. Nice. Rather than like the old school thing. And so he's kind of a, he's kind of difficult to transform in and out of his truck mode, but he looks amazing. And he's got like the little weapons with him and everything. And he's even got a mini Megatron gun that he fires because there was an episode where he and Megatron had to team up. And uh, and he fired Megatron one time. He used you know he he used Megatron's gun mode, and and actually used Megatron as a gun. So oh yeah. But I had Perceptor as well, um, yeah. the microscope. I had Swoop. He was the only Dinobot I had was Swoop. Um, he was the he I, was the he was the bird. <laughs> he was. I, the I, I remember playing with a Grimlock. Yeah. But I don't remember if it was mine or if it was Steven's. Mm-hmm. Or not. Now, I can't remember. Now, my best friend from school, he had, like, Ultra Magnus. Oh, cool. And um, and he had, like, the constructed cons and stuff, and we loved to get together and play, because he took care of his toys the way I took care of mine. I, I think Steven had a Rodimus Prime. I had Rodimus Prime. Yeah, I, I remember t- we had a Rodimus, had Rodimus Prime, Prime, too, because yeah. that was right around the same time that the movie came out. I had Jetfire. Oh, cool. Yeah, he was very cool. He was hard to transform. He had a lot of extra pieces that you could snap onto him, like armor. Yeah. That was always kind of weird to me. So, But I never got the original Optimus Prime. Okay. Um, you know, I had a friend up the road for me who had him, and um, and he never brought him down to my house. But I never had the original Optimus Prime. I'd always wanted him. And, uh, and so several years back, I sold my Transformers on eBay for a good price. You know, it made me sad to have to part with them, but once the once the bidding was over, I'm like, yeah, I can do that. Uh, so- <laughs> here, here, here you go, Steve. I'm gonna put it in both of the chats. Here's the Optimus Prime that I'm pretty sure that I had. Um, okay. Did it go through? Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. See, that's the original one right there. That's yeah. that's the one that came out um, <clears throat> eighty. You know, in eighty four. And yep. he had, and he had the thing that opened up, and it had the little roller guy in the back. He has, his, the thing's name was actually Roller. Um, let me find. Did I have that one? No, I had a, di- I had a different. Okay, one. yeah, you had Power Ma- I think it was called Power Master Optimus Prime. Yeah. And um, and what he had was he had a little guy that actually transformed like an engine that went into his front grill, that yeah. had to be there to transform him. And um, and let me see if this is it. Nope. You know, one of my favorite things that I ever got when I was a kid yeah. wasn't Transformers, wasn't mm-hmm. G.I. Joe's. It was a it was a one of the old power wheels. Not like the little motorized ones, you know? Yeah. I'm talking the little three wheel ones. That's a big wheel. 
Big wheel, a big wheel, yeah. Oh, I had a big man. wheel, and big, it was a yes. Knight Rider big wheel. Nice. I just had a generic that, like big wheel that had like the color. Yeah, you know, it, it was, was like, a it was a Knight Rider big wheel that had the. Color. And I remember the e brake was red. Yeah. And I wore that e brake out to the point where I was like wearing I I was like power sliding that thing so much so I was I was flat spotting the tires. I don't I remember having one. I don't remember having an e brake on my big oh, wheel. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, uh, but I mean, like those those pla- those big plastic wheels would just wear out. Oh yeah, um, it was yeah back in the day, um, I and I wore through some old big wheels, man. I did like my mama even talked to me. Like, my mama, my mama was talking to me. She was talking to me. Like, she's like, "You remember having a big wheel?" I'm like, "Yes, ma'am. I remember having a big wheel." <laughs> <laughs> Let me go. see. Um, this is it. It's somewhere down here. Uh, you got to scroll on down um, to it. If you if you on the link you sent me. Yeah. Uh, here here it is. Let me. I'm gonna put this in in the Skype and the uh, in and the in the mixer chat so people can see what I'm talking about when I'm talking about the uh, the old Power Master Optimus Prime. And see if that's the one you had because that's the one I had finally. And like I say, I bought it with my own money. He had all these. See, I don't guns. think I had that one either. <clears throat> then what did you? You might. I must you have, have had the original one because I remember the the trailer was just a plain trailer and it just opened up and it and it folded out and there was yeah. a, there was a little guy in it called Roller. Yeah, it was a little six wheeled little thing. Okay, so you had the one I always wanted. Yeah, and this guy he actually he had two modes. You could transform him and his and his trailer into a big base, and he had all those guns or. You could turn, 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 and he'd turn into like a um, the the truck would actually turn into a cube that fit down. You could make the base and make him a bigger uh, yeah. robot. It was yep. really really cool. So, oh, yeah. um, but uh, yeah, I I sent you the link to the to the Night Rider to the big wheel that night, I used to have. Dude, I remember was, the Night Rider awesome. big wheel. I remember. I think I had a friend that had it. Yep, I was like six years old and I had that thing. Yes, I yeah, remember that. I that. could ride a bike, but I didn't care because that was the coolest thing ever. That is cool, dude. I had a friend that had some had some stuff like that, and the 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 the, the non night rider versions of big wheels didn't have that e brake on them. Yeah, um, you know, you just got on it and you rode and you turned the thing to stop it. There were no mm-hmm. brakes on the on the big wheel, and uh, oh, yeah. I can't believe that my little chunky butt ever fit on one of those things anyway. Yeah. But I did. I mean, I would ride all over our driveway and up and down like uh, the neighbor's yard and stuff because we lived on a hill and we had some fun with the old big wheel back in the day. Oh yeah. Now, did you did did you do the GI? I know you did the GI Joe stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I did GI Joes. I had a bunch of those. So, yeah, we we were we never had the money for like the big play sets or anything like that. Right. But like the individual GI Joes. Yes. Oh, all day long. Uh, yeah. I remember. I had um, the oh, who are the two twins for Cobra, Double Trouble or something like that. Uh, uh, yeah, like Tomax. One of them had a, I remember one of them had a scar on his face. Tomax and Zamot. Yeah, and then there was the one dude <laughs> who, if you like, heated his face up and like camouflaged his face. You're talking about Zartan. If he got in the yep. sun, he changed colors. Yep, got in the yes. sun, he changed colors. But yeah, I I love the GI Joes. Like the old GI Joe movie, still love it. That's why I like GI Joe Two much better because it was basically a one big two hour long. We're sorry for the first one screwing it up um, of the new movies, I should say. Um, new, but 
been, you know. Oh, yeah. Dude, this Optimus Prime. Have you seen this Optimus Prime iPod dock? What? <laughs> Unfortunately, it only, it's it's got the classic, it's got the old school style thing. It's, uh, uh, Swarm87 put it in the chat. It's, he's all white. Um, they've whitewashed nice. Optimus Prime. Uh, and I don't That's know. That's cool. That. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, my iPod Classic doesn't work anymore, or yeah, I would I get something like that. Anymore. Oh, I love my iPod Classic. I wish they hadn't discontinued it, cause yeah, cause I love it. But um, now, did you do He Man? Yeah, I had some He Man because yeah. I remember you used to. If, you used to get like battle damage where. Oh yeah, the battle. Know, well, you had the original He Man just had that thing that strapped across his chest, yeah. and the battle damage He Man was like a big old like almost a. a a sleeveless metal shirt, and yeah. you hit his chest, yeah, and it would, and it would it's flip around. Yes, yes. Yep, I had that one. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, toys when we were kids were great, but they're, <laughs> and they're starting to come back finally. Like the one thing that I saw that I really wanted to get this year, but mm-hmm. I could for myself, right. obviously. But I I couldn't bring myself to do it. But if my parents send me money for Christmas, I'm gonna go get it at Walmart. Mm-hmm. Is a is a big Millennium Falcon. <laughs> And it's it's humongous. It's yeah. like three feet wide. Yes, I have that. I got that for Christmas a couple yeah. years ago. Yeah, it's like it's like sixty five bucks at Walmart. Right it's now. only sixty five dollars. Yeah, it's like sixty five bucks at Walmart. Dude, when I got I it, it was really like a hundred. Yeah, when I got it, it was like a hundred twenty dollar piece. Yeah, and like and my brothers and sisters all went in on it for me, and I love it, man. It's got so much that it does, but the coolest thing, and I hope you get it. I, in fact, let me pay, let me PayPal you some money for it because, dude, it, it, I mean that'd be the least I can do because you sent me your collection a while back, but um, but the coolest thing is the 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 land the 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 oh, the ramp the loading ramp. Yeah, yeah, where yeah. they walk up, there's a button you push, and it lights uh-huh. up from underneath, and the thing lowers down slowly with like a sound oh. of it open. Oh, and that's the coolest part of me. It makes a thousand different sounds, you know, depending on how you press the button and which button you press. And like you go to start it, like there's a button right behind the cockpit that you can hit it, and sometimes it'll start right up, and other times it'll do the won't 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 kind of thing. Oh. You know, speaking of that, Steve. You know what we have to look forward to next Christmas? Star Wars The Force Awakens. The, and new toys from it. I hope new so. New updated Millennium Falcons, the sweet X-Wings. I, I hope so. I know, I know. I've got to get a, I got to get a real job between now and next year. <laughs> <laughs> i got to get a real job between now and Dude, next year. Uh, so. What you need to do, Steve, is another Patreon drive. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone who hasn't jumped in yet, get them to do it so yeah. I could buy Star Wars toys at the end of next year. Right. Yep. Right. Oh, yeah. I mean, hey, oh, but... I, listen, no lie. Patreon has kept me alive for the past hey, six months. It's been amazing. And, and, I, and I mean, just sincerely to you and everyone else who's been supporting, I just, from the bottom of my heart, I thank everyone because it literally has kind of saved my life. Well, you know, it's, I, I'll, I'll, I'll go ahead and speak for everybody because that's just what, you know, we Crowders, we do that. That's right. Um, it's the least we can do, Steve. It really is. You know, you, you, you give us your time and you give us your, you, you like, least I, what I can think of is when I ask myself, should I give money to Steve's Patreon? I go back to, to the movie Gladiator. <laughs> Am I not entertained? <laughs> 
Yeah, well, sometimes you're not. Sometimes I don't see how anyone can be. There, there, there have been very few times, Steve, where I have not been entertained. Well, I appreciate that. I, that's what I seek to do ultimately is just entertain, you know. And uh, and and, but I'm telling you, like I love doing this so stinking much. Oh yeah, and, and it comes through, and just it, it does, and just the opportunity to be able to do it to the to the extent that I'm doing it, and and hopefully getting better, continuously getting better at it, you know, has been provided by everyone who listens and supports, you know, at Patreon because it it's just it's allowed me the time, mm-hmm. and and. And to be a little bit less stressed about everything, oh, yeah. you know, all the obligations that are out there, mm-hmm. and um, and it's just made it so easy to be able to do. And yeah, I mean, you know, and I've got visions, I've got dreams for what this thing could be and where it could go, and so we're just kind of, you know, hanging on to see what happens. But I'm telling you, yeah, next year we'll, we may do a Patreon drive around September. Just yeah, to- <laughs> that's a good call. Um, the I, I need money Patreon drive. <laughs> Go ahead and carve out the twelve o'clock to two o'clock block for me, and we'll we'll we'll, uh, we'll talk about toys. <laughs> love um, it. I love it, dude. I'm man. If I could, if I could go back, I, I also sold my GI Joe stuff. We were talking yeah. GI Joe, and I didn't get to I, the the coolest thing I ever. My grandmother one year for Christmas uh, gave me three different packages. Yeah. One, in, and they were small, medium, and large. Yeah. In the small was a He-Man character named Modulok. And Modulok was a red dude that like his body was just all different parts, like it was in pieces. And you could I was put him say, most most people's bodies are in I understand, parts, thank even. you. There's but you arms, could you could legs. but it was it was like segmented and you could put them together uh, in a bazillion different ways, you know. Mm-hmm. Um and uh I forget what was in the middle one, but the the um the 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 big one was the battle platform the the he-man um, I mean, i'm sorry the gi joe battle platform tactical battle platform which was four legs it was kind of like it could it, it was made to be you know kind of the own land part of it and in water the other part because yeah. there was a boat dock and everything else and it was just like one of the coolest things i had um yeah. and i had it for years and like i say i was always really serious about keeping up with my um, keeping up with my toys and trying to keep them in, in decent shape. And, um, and so I never really lost a lot of parts that it, I mean, it, it got some wear and tear from play, but yeah. it was one of the coolest things I had that in the bridge layer were the two coolest things I had from GI Joe because I, the, the bridge layer, just I remember captured, the bridge layer. It just captured my that imagination that the yep. whole concept that this thing yep. carries a bridge around on the top of it. Yep. And then I saw a movie where I actually saw one of those apparently in real yeah. life. Those things are real. Yeah, those are real. Um, they they were actually used um, back in the back in two thousand and two when we first went into Iraq. They had to use those to cross uh, rivers and stuff like that, where the bridges have been bombed out. Um, yeah, it, it's um, those things are legit. Unfortunately, they weren't able to uh, um, perfect the whole tumbler routine right um they couldn't get the bridge to work because that'd be a lot cooler way of doing yeah, it yeah there you go just kind of jet just jet across and do the yeah. thing and speaking of which amara loves that movie batman so, begins yeah well loves okay it. well there you go now see well, I, she's a she's a grown-up kid though yeah i mean yeah she's she's the one who when she first saw the preview for the avengers movie 
um, I think we, I think it was when we went to go see the first Hunger Games movie. Um, they that that trailer came on for Avengers, mm-hmm. and she just looked at me. She's like, "Daddy, we're seeing it." Nice. <laughs> uh, she didn't give me the option. She's like, didn't she didn't say, "Daddy, can we go see that?" Yeah. She's like, "Um, opening night, we're seeing that." I'm like, "Okay." I, I mean, I'm I'm good. I'm good with that. Um, we were going to anyway, but I'm glad you're on board and I don't have to fight you. Um, but she likes that kind of stuff, and I mean, she loved Guardians. Um. She has the soundtrack on her phone just like I do, and she'll listen to it on her own. And the she old, loves it. The old Awesome Mix it. Volume One. Oh yeah, I hear you. See here, here's my thing with Awesome Mix Volume One because when it came out, um, I got the soundtrack as soon as I got home. Actually, I think I got the soundtrack on my way home. I went ahead and on iTunes and bought it because mm-hmm. I'm like, this is awesome, right? It's 45 minute soundtrack. On on my there you go. Go ahead. Um, I uh, it takes me forty five minutes to mow my lawn. Nice, forty five minutes from the time I sit down on the lawnmower and mm-hmm. push put it into drive. Yeah, to when I'm done, mm-hmm. and I can listen. I listen to, and that's when I start the the when I start the Uga Chakas <laughs> to the. To the very last, to the Ucha. Ain't no to the to the very oh. last. Ain't ain't no mountain high. Oh, enough. they have ain't no mountain. I, why don't I have that on here for some reason? But um, yeah, from from start to finish, I, it's perfect time. Mm. And now that I got a snowblower, I think I can do my my driveway in the same amount of time with my snowblower if it ever snows again. Nice. And I think it'll be perfect. Plus, mm. it pumps me up, makes me happy. Well, only thing I, I'm gonna have to watch about for doing is when I start dancing. Yeah, here you to, go. Um, Ooh, child, things yeah. are going. Come on, listen to these words. Listen to these words. What, what are you doing? <laughs> I'm distracting you, big turd blossom. <laughs> I love oh, it when he's gosh. like, "Listen to these words. Listen yeah. to these words." <laughs> so serious too. Oh, oh my gosh. Man. Oh, so dance uh, off, bro. Me and you. Dance off. Oh, oh man, love but, it! No, it's uh, it's it's all good though. You know, it's gonna be a good year. Yeah, um, I'm glad I'm getting to talk to you, Steve. Oh, me you too, know, man. Wish I've Merry Christmas. Around. It's been forever. I, I know. I, well, you know, I was driving home from work the other day, and I just thought about you, and yeah. I was like, I need to just check in on Crowder and see yeah. how he's doing. You know, and I didn't because I'm a bad friend. No, but, you're uh, not, but I was. Don't, don't you bring that evil on Don't yourself, you put that Steve. evil on me, Ricky Bobby. But no, I, I was thinking, I, I mean, I don't mean to have a, a bromance moment here, but I was thinking about you, and I'm like, man, I hope yeah. he's doing well, I hope he's okay, because when you're not around, I always think the worst. I'm like, oh, God, uh, they're in trouble. They're in trouble. <laughs> no, I, it's just it's been, I've been worn out, even with half days. Yeah. It seems like I'm more tired than before, mm-hmm. and um, I just haven't gotten a chance to sit down at the computer and listen i have listened to the um to the shows because i'll download them right you know um but uh i, I still listen to the shows um i, I still need to listen to you guys's reaction show to uh tlcs's uh, well now that that's a that's a three-hour monster of a christmas party with dave jones uh, that's fine and myself dave Dave was feeling the Christmas spirit, and he wanted to sit around and have and take calls and everything. We had a good time. But so. I'll, I will say this: Dolph Ziggler, I'm a Ziggler holic now. Yeah, because that that match to start off that pay per view 
was incredible. I saw your tweet, and you're like, this is getting scary. Yeah. You're right. It was getting scary. I was scared to death for those guys. The, the, the last time I was that scared was when it looked like Seth Rollins legit almost fell off the top of the Hell in a Cell. Yes. Well, you, yeah. And you know exactly what part I'm talking about. When he's mm-hmm. taking that step back, and he looks like he's about to lose balance. Yes. Like, oh, oh, my gosh. Crap. It freaked me out. Yes. I'm like, yes. oh, this is about to be very, 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 very real right now. This is not cool. <laughs> no, but that, that, that Dolph Ziggler match was awesome. And it, it was kind of downhill from there for me mm-hmm. until the very end. Yeah. Um, I, I liked it, but that's, that's for another show. Yes. Yeah. But, um, yeah. but no, it's just, it's, it's great to talk to you, Steve. And it's good to listen in, listen to you talking about Christmas movies. Oh yeah. Um, Christmas music. I, I've been watching the heck out of white Christmas lately. Oh yeah. I finally sat down and watched it. Yeah. And you love I it. Absolutely love that movie. Really? I've never seen it. Oh, it's it's on Netflix, Steve. You gotta I have to watch check it. it out. I have to. So you're telling me to check out White Christmas and Love Actually. Yes, I may do that. And did you say you'd seen Polar Express or you didn't see Polar? I Express? never saw Polar Express. Steve. Okay. Steven. All right. All right. Steven. Yes. You have to watch Polar Express. Okay. It All is right. a cute, fun movie. All right. And if you don't watch Polar Express, Steve, mm-hmm. then you're one of those people who can't hear the bells ringing. Not. And you're going to know exactly what I mean when you watch the movie. Okay. Everybody I, in the chat knows what I'm talking about. I can't hear the bells ringing. See? It's because it's cause you haven't seen the movie. You don't gotcha. believe, Steve. Got, well, I mean, I, be, I believe. No, I don't think you do. <laughs> but you can't I, hear the bell ringing. You don't believe, Steve. I, but I believe. Anyhow, but well. I believe, too. That's Because that's, that's, what a, that's one of the things I think that, that brings us together, Steve. Yeah. Uh, is that there's there there's some Peter Pan in the both of us, mm. peanut, and that we don't want peanut, to grow up. Peanut butter, everybody. He's talking peanut butter. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Because <laughs> we are choosy mothers like somebody That's else. Right, indeed. And I tried to get the choosy mother to uh, <laughs> to let me call him tonight, but he um, <laughs> but he's he's working late. So uh, no, but um, but no, uh, it, we, we neither of us want to grow up. Yeah, because to be honest. Growing up sucks. Listen, listen, listen sit, sit around and listen here, children. I'm about to learn you something. Okay. Hmm. Do I? Do I need being to, an adult? Being an adult sucks. Do I need to cue up some music for you? No, no sad music. No sad. You know? Okay. All right. No, no sad. What I was gonna say. Growing up sucks. You know. So you gotta you gotta have some fun in your life. You gotta stay young inside. As your body breaks down, as you get older, your hair gets grayer. You know, they call me the silver fox, even though I'm the youngest one in the office because I got a head full of gray hair. <clears throat> ladies. Ladies. <laughs> <laughs> For all you ladies that like the mature looking man. That's right. No, 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 just for men for me. But, um, but, um, but no, I mean, you, you, you know, your body starts to break down. You start to feel old. There's creaks in their croaks. But on the inside, you just have to have that childlike joy on the inside where you can freak out when you see x-wings flying three feet off the water yes when when all of a sudden the music crescendos it just blares in and you've got the millennium falcon swooping in dude i'm not gonna lie to you the other night I, i i don't know i know you weren't here last night and i was telling everyone um on on the chat how I had this great plan. I did. My brother had this concert that he does every year, 
and yeah. I opened for him, and I did, and I had a solid twenty minute set. I mean, it was so good. And so my plan was, I got the sound guy to record it, and I was going to put it out on Bandcamp. It's like a fifty cent, you know, comedy yeah. album, and give it to the Patreon supporters for free. And the the recording, he screwed up. He screwed up the recording, yeah. and. And I was just, when I realized that the other night, I was so just ticked off and it was late and I had to be up the next morning to speak somewhere. Yeah. And I was just like, I can't believe this man has done this to me. So what did I do to try to make myself feel better? Because I knew that it would. Um, I go to YouTube and, Mm -hmm. and I queue up this mess right here. Sounds like they're still calming the desert, Steve. Yeah. We ain't found. It's been an awakening. <laughs> Have you felt it? There's Finn. Yep. There's BB-8. There's Ray. By the way, I watched a little video from Disney on this. Ray's little goggles are made out yeah. of a stormtrooper helmet. I saw that. Yeah. Very, very cool. Oh, there's those X Wings. Oh. There's Kylo Ren. The dark side. And the Here it comes. Oh! So I just played that and I felt better. Yeah. Update Star Tours, give me that ride. Mm. Mm. I don't know no, if I can I, take it. But, but you know what I mean, Steve? I mean, you just got to love that. You got to keep, you got to hold on to that stuff. Sometimes you just got to set yourself away, turn off the phones, turn off the iPads, turn off the Androids, because let's face it, those aren't the droids you're looking for. Um, turn all that off. Play with some toys. Hmm. Read a comic book. Watch Star Wars. I've got the Star Wars DVDs. I'm pulling them out this weekend. I'm watching them again. Uh, tomorrow. I'm, I'm going to watch Star Wars. I'm going to watch them with it. I'm going to watch you know? Star Wars this weekend, man. That's oh, my yeah. holiday tradition. Oh, yeah. We're watching Star Wars. But, yes. you know, well, yeah, I'm 36 years old. I love Polar Express. Hmm. I love the Santa Claus movies. You know, I love this kind of stuff because for a little while, I one of my favorite movies of all time. Yeah. Everything else out of the way. More than Star Wars, more than Star Trek, more than Superman movies, more than Marvel movies, is Hook. Hmm. Favorite movie of all time, Hook. Wow. I love it. And it's especially more so now that I'm a dad. Because you now say, I'm like Peter. Listen, I'm, I'm like just, the accountant. I'm just trying to process something. Did you say more than Star Wars? Yes. <sighs> I'm telling you, Steve, because... It, it touches me and it, it pulls it. It pulls at the heartstrings for me. Killing me softly with his song. Oh yeah, but you know it's one of those. And I, I will tell you, I was thinking about it when I said I didn't cry earlier. Yeah, I remember the last time that I that I shed a tear. Yeah, in sadness, not in because I was laughing so much talking to you. Okay, when I watched Man of Steel, which love it or hate it, I'm still a big fan. All right. When Jonathan just puts his hand up 
and shakes his head. Yeah, that's tough. That's every tough time, to watch. That's every tough time to watch. It kills me. <clears throat> that's tough to watch. Every time. Yeah. And then actually, and then when um, Matt Smith was getting ready to regenerate, he gave a good speech. He did. He gave and, a good speech. But more so than that, I just watched it again on Sunday after I was done rapping presents. End of time, parts one and parts two. At the end. Oh my gosh. I don't want to go. Don't want to go? Mm. Don't want to do it. Mm. Gets me every time. Mm. Every time. Curse you, David Tennant. They, curse you and your beautiful hair. <laughs> oh, but he goes and he sees all of his old friends indeed. and then he's just he's just like, I don't want to go. Yes. And I'm like, oh indeed. Oh, oh David. Man. Oh, but oh. So uh, there have been times. Yeah. But yeah. Well, Matt Crowder, Deep it's related. it's been good no, to uh, it's it been, has. it's been good to talk to you and good to catch up with you, man. And I appreciate yeah. you being willing to spend some time with me tonight. I will spend time with you anytime, Steve. I hear you, sir. Well, we're gonna have to make it more regular. We are. Yes, yeah. I'm more regular. Um, I'm I'm down with that. I put a link, by the way, in in the in the chat to the Modulock character. I see. That I was that. telling you about. Um, Ooh. Yeah, he's kind of weird. He's kind of weird. He was, but I liked him because like you could pull off all those parts. And look at all the different combinations you can yeah. make with him. I loved him. I thought it was so cool. And, and when he was, and he was actually part of uh, the evil horde, so he mm -hmm. showed up on uh, Shira because Hordak, oh. Hordak and his crew ended up showing up on on Shira rather than He Man. And in fact, <clears throat> there was one character who I got before he was ever on. The cartoon, he was this character on She-Ra, part of the evil horde, because they got sold as Masters of the Universe characters, right. where his little eyes popped out of his head, like you, on stalks. And when I was playing, I'm like, well, that's kind of weird, but what if his eyes shot laser beams of some sort? And sure enough, when they hit, brought, brought him to the cartoon, they shot laser beams. I'm like, yes, I'm so creative. Yeah. So, <laughs> I had that idea. They that's must right. have been listening. They must have been listening to me. So North Korea must have hacked my brain. Oh, oh. well, here we go. All right. Well, you know, until well, anyway, until they release the interview, buddy. Well, <laughs> like, like I was, no. Did you say that they're doing it on a limited release on Thursday? I saw something. I didn't read the whole article. Yeah, down at Alamo Drafthouse and a couple other small theaters are going nice. to have it, wow. and then they're going to put it out on video on demand. Well, good for them. But um. Along with that, that's that's my that was my excuse that I gave to the chat earlier is that I've been busy um, changing the Wi-Fi password for North Korea. <laughs> there you go. Because <laughs> they've been misbehaving, so yes. they don't get any Wi-Fi's. No, but anyway, it's been great, Steve. Uh, I'll be home pretty much all weekend. So if you wanna if you wanna chat, you wanna do an impromptu show, you wanna you wanna talk about things, just let me know. All right, man. Sounds good, Matt. Well, have right. a Merry Christmas, tell Amara I said hello. And then I'm I sorry. Will. And I'm sorry. That, I'm sorry that I bored her to the point of passing out. No, no, she she was she's been pretty tired. She's been worn out. But I hear uh, you. Thank you to everybody in the chat for hanging with us during ADD hour. Indeed, where we where we talk toys, well, and I'll... everything else that comes to mind. But remember, stay young at heart. There you go. All right, Matt. Have a great night, man. We'll talk to you All soon. Right. You too, Steve. See you, bud. Bye, bye. bye, -bye. All right, we'll take one more break. When we come back, we're going to talk about the future of gold. We've got a bad impersonation theater, and then we're out of here. Hang around with us. We'll be right back on Geek Out Loud.
here on geek out loud thanks everyone for joining us and of course thanks so much to uh matt crowder for joining us uh, and talking some toys talking some christmas and just bringing some christmas cheer into into the show it was a good time good time it's good to catch up with matt crowder appreciate him doing that now as we uh wind down this year we're looking ahead to 2015 coming up and I just want to let you guys kind of know what's going on for Geek Out Loud and the entirety of the Goldiverse as we head into 2015. Of course, all the shows are going to continue. Uh, we've got so many people who are busy doing other things during the holidays. Kristen from Rock Out Loud, she works retail, so it's been hard to make some things um, work out uh, with her as far as getting you know getting a Rock Out Loud out and that sort of thing and, and want to be respectful of her time and her personal time with family and with work and everything. Uh, but we're definitely going to be back in 2015. We've got Disney Vault Talk coming back in 2015. Teresa's actually in the middle of moving and that sort of thing. Be, keep her and and her husband your thoughts as they get ready to make a big move out to Texas. And um, then, of course, uh, with Mark Out Loud, Dave and I will continue to be going strong. We'll we'll be coming back in January, and of, and and of course, January 25th, my birthday is Royal Rumble. And we'll definitely be talking some Royal Rumble as it hits. Now, there's going to be some cool stuff taking place. You know, since we did the first Patreon marathon back in June, you guys have been so good to the Goloverse, and and I appreciate everyone's support in that way. But uh, I love doing that marathon, and and I thought what, and I've been thinking I've wanted to do it, and I've talked about it, um, about doing a marathon again, only doing it not for me, but doing it for charity. Not doing it for the Goldiverse, but doing it for a charity. So we've got a charity marathon. I haven't talked to any other hosts in the Goldiverse about this. <laughs> but right now, even if it's just me doing some stuff, uh, we're going to do a charity marathon on January 24th, Saturday, January 24th. Um, that is, uh, we're going to be doing it for a charity involved in in children's cancer research we're doing it for the kids um 
because I love kids and uh, and and I feel like everything that we do and, and you know Matt just talked about you know being a kid at heart and that sort of thing and I feel like everything we do um, really comes from a point you know everything that we're into and, and that we love really comes from a point of uh, of just hitting that child in us that kind of thing and so I thought it'd be really cool to do something for the kids um, <clears throat> because you know it's the kids for crying out loud why, why can't we do something for children and so we're going to be working with a charity and, and we'll let you know more and more as we as we get there we're going to be working with a charity that uh, supports uh, research for children's cancer and that sort of thing but just mark your calendars, January 24th, Saturday, January 24th, looking at doing uh, a big marathon that day for for charity, not for the Goaliverse. It's none of it, and we'll have stuff set up. We'll have a page set up where people can donate with a goal and, uh, and that sort of thing for that. Also, in 2015, coming to the Goaliverse, we've got a possible book club happening Um Rod actually went over to goodreads.com and set up a book club page at Goodreads. Rod, I need that info from you. Uh, if you can get that to me really quickly, I'll let everyone know um, where it is and in, in, in what's going on. Um, and did you? I think you tweeted me. I'm not sure. But anyhow, it's under Goliverse. I don't have the Twitter pulled up right now. So we were talking about doing a book club, and I think it'd be really cool to do a book club together, you know, as the goal verse. And then once a month, one of the Geek Out Louds can be uh, from whatever we did the book club on. So check that out at Goodreads. Goaliverse is, is the name you want to look for. Um, it's the name of the group Goodread, on Goodreads uh, is Goaliverse, G-O-L-I-V-E-R-S-E. Uh, also, I'm really excited because this whole idea of wanting to do like a small mini comedy album um, <clears throat> did um, it kind of got my juices flowing. And I've got some material, and I've done an hour here. I've done some stuff there, and I really like the challenge of seeing where that can go. And so I've started the ball in motion of hopefully in 2015 uh, recording an actual comedy album in front of a live audience. And putting that out um, down the road, and and uh, and on Bandcamp.com, where it's easy to you know put out your independent work there, put that out on Bandcamp.com for a very small fee. And really, at Bandcamp, you can set a minimum fee, and then people can pay whatever they want. Of course, Patreon supporters will get a discount, if not free, depending on the length and the size of the album and how much work goes into it. So we're working on that in 2015, and then in 2015, in June of 2015 be headed down to Disney to Star Wars Weekends with Rebel Force Radio, looking like maybe in June we'll see how that's going, but that's kind of tentative. So these first six months, we've got some stuff we're going to be trying to do, as well as all the podcasts and everything. And if the Patreon campaign continues to go well, if people continue to up their support, if we continue to get more supporters, what you'll see is more and more content coming from the Goaliverse. And that's the ultimate goal, is that this becomes a full-time thing that, that you can tune in, you know, in several hours of the day, not just in the evenings when we do this, but several hours in the day, and be able to find it. We've got more content we're going to be adding to the Goaliverse from, from shows that don't necessarily feature me. So, uh, looking forward to doing that, and um, and it's going to be a good time in 2015. I'm really, I'm really optimistic about what's coming for the Goaliverse in 2015, and I hope you guys 
will be along for the ride. We're looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it. And um <clears throat> and and we'll see. We'll see where we go. We'll we'll see what happens. We'll see what we'll see what happens down the road there. Um I am looking for right now um a decent uh a good a good instrumental piece of music and uh i can't really find and i still come on everybody haven't found what i'm looking for you with me out there guys you know what i'm talking about i said i still haven't found what i'm looking for yeah <laughs> Um, mm, this will be good. We'll, we'll, we'll snag this one. That sound, this, this feels like it'll be good. So, uh, because it's time, ladies and gentlemen, for that most precious of Christmas traditions. It is time, um, it's time for bad impersonations theater and of course as i believe i did last year uh bad impersonations theater this year will feature a reading of twas the night before christmas as read by kip dynamite randy macho man savage bullwinkle rush limbaugh and yoda was the night before Christmas when all through the house not a creature was stirring not even a mouse the stockings were hung by the chimney with care in hopes that St. Nicholas soon would be there I was getting really T.O.'d because because he wasn't coming the children were nestled all snug in their beds while visions of sugar plums danced in their heads. They were just jealous because they hadn't been chatting with hot babes online all day. And Mama and her kerchief and I in my cap had just settled our brains for a long winter's nap. When out on the lawn there arose such a clatter, I sprang from my bed to see what was the matter. It's pretty cool, I guess. Away to the window I flew like a flash, tore open the shutters and threw up the sash. Yeah, the moon on the breast of the new fallen snow gave a luster, a luster of midday to objects below. Yeah, lit them up, yeah. Bright lights, dig it! When what to my wondering eyes did appear but a miniature sleigh and eight tiny reindeer, yeah, and the beat goes on, the beat goes on. With a little old driver so lively and quick, I knew in a moment he must be Saint Nick, yeah, dig it, ooh, yeah. More rapid than eagles on coursers they came. And he whistled, and he shouted, and he called them by name, yeah. Now Dasher, now Dancer, now Prancer and Vixen. On 
Comet! On Cupid! On Donder and Blitzen. To the top of the porch! Yeah! To the top of the wall! Now dash away! Dash away. Dash away, y'all. Oh, yeah! Hello, Ruggy! As leaves before the wild hurricane fly, when they meet with an obstacle, mount to the sky. So up to the housetop the coursers they flew, with a sleigh full of toys and St. Nicholas too. That's very good, Bullwinkle. Thank you, Ruggy. Then in a twinkling, I heard on the roof the prancing and pawing of each little hoof. And I should know hoof too, I've got him. A Bullwinkle, the moose. I drew in my head and was turning around. I think I'm kind of related to reindeer. Just read the, just read the poem, Bullwinkle. Okay, Ruggy. As I drew in my head and was turning around, down the chimney St. Nicholas came with a bound. He was dressed all in fur from his head to his foot, and his clothes were all tarnished with ashes and soot. A bundle of toys he had flung on his back, and he looked like a peddler, just opening his pack. By peddler, they mean a bicyclist rocking? No, Bullwinkle, he was selling stuff. Oh, okay. Here's something you'll really enjoy. Friends! His eyes, how they twinkled. His dimples, how merry. His cheeks were like roses, his nose like a cherry. His droll little mouth was drawn up like a bow. And the beard of his chin was as white as the snow. The stump of a pipe. Now, Snurdly, he smokes a pipe. I'm more of a cigar guy myself. Have you tried Have you tried the new line of cigars that I sent you? Well, Snurdly, it's just cigar smoking. Uh, don't act like those liberals that are trying to control everything in New York. Come on, Snurdly. Where was I? The stump of his pipe he held in his teeth. Stack of stuff here. And the smoke, it encircled his head like a wreath. He had a broad face and a little round belly. Reminds me a lot of me. I'm, I'm kind of like this man. I'm, I'm like this guy. He reminds me a lot of myself. He had a broad face and a little round belly that shook when he laughed. It shook when he laughed like a bowl full of jelly. He was laughing at all the liberals. He was chubby and plump and a right jolly old elf. And I laughed, and laughing's not something I do, snurdly. I laughed when I saw him in spite of myself. Hmm. A wink of his eye and a twist of his head soon gave me to know I had nothing to dread. Because fear leads to anger. Anger leads to hate. Hate leads to suffering. <clears throat> he spoke not a word, but went straight to his work and filled all the stockings and turned with a jerk and laying his finger aside of his nose and giving a nod up the chimney he rose, 
To his sleigh he sprang, to his team gave a whistle, and away they all flew, like the down of a thistle. But I heard him exclaim, ere he drove out of sight, Happy Christmas to all, and to all a good night. I love it. I'm sorry. I'm a fan of Bad Impersonation Theater Twas the Night Before Christmas. I'm, I'm a fan of it being a tradition. That's all there is to it. That's all I'm saying to that. I hope you guys have had a good time. I've had a blast with you all tonight. And thanks to Matt Crowder for calling in. Thanks to everyone who's been a part of things at the live chat at Mixer.com slash Goliverse. If you're missing the live stuff, you need to check us out. You can know when to check us out by following us on Twitter at Geek Out Loud and at Goliverse on Twitter. I'm at Steve Glosson over there on the Twitter. Check us out. And uh, if you follow us there, you'll know when we're going live and uh, you can communicate with us that way. You can also email the show geekoutonline at gmail.com, geekoutonline at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you all the time. There. Facebook.com slash geekoutloud. Facebook.com slash geekoutloud. And of course, uh, Patreon. Thanks to everyone, as we've already said, who supports us directly at patreon.com slash geekoutloud. If that's something you feel like you can do in the coming year, please do so. We've got great stuff with the exclusive podcast. Uh, waiting on the printer for the shirts. They've been ordered. So uh, jump in on that if you want to. And um, patreon.com slash geek out loud ultimately what we want to say is merry christmas great time of year fun time of year and uh and i wish you the best and i wish you the best in the coming new year i hope you just have a great one i appreciate everyone's support and uh there's a reason for the hope there's a reason for the peace there's a reason for the joy and um and i believe strongly in the meaning of christmas and i appreciate you guys uh, sticking with me because you just kind of add to it, man. I, I, it's an amazing thing to look through history and look through Scripture and see God's ultimate plan for all of us. And uh, and and I just feel like you guys that listen are a part of God's plan for me. So thank you for being that for me this Christmas. Love you all so much. Wish you the best in the coming year. And we'll see you again next time on Geek Out Loud. <laughs>